Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Valverde. Let's pray. God of rock, thank you for this chance to kick ass. We are your humble servants. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high voltage rock. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Trading a player that is on a buy this week? On a buy this week or on a buy next week. So, or what I also like to do is these weeks when you have six teams on buy, 
there's a lot of I was looking through my this one guy's team I'm like he's one of the better teams. Oh wow, he's got seven of his players on by this week. Yeah. I'm now looking to make a trade that I can only make in the week when they they have overwhelming uh, hip of buys and otherwise they're going to be dropping some of their players anyway because they're going to have to make waiver wire moves or they're just going to have to punt a week. So yep. that's a decision. So I'm actually giving them an option with a trade, uh, you know, for example, of a, uh, of, a, of a Darren Sproles for a Tyrell Williams. So fills both needs. Yeah, in addition to that, you can cherry pick off other people's rosters who haven't had that bye week yet. Uh, it's just an interesting tactic overall. Uh, one thing I'll never recommend is straight out punting on a, on a week. You know, points matter so much, especially in tiebreakers. If points aren't your overall tiebreakers, tie I don't get your league. Uh, I think it's you know one of the most important things, especially for a team who you know just keeps getting screwed on a weekly basis. And in a 13 week regular season, you have no time to punt on a week. You got to win every week, and yeah. if you set yourself up with that situation, because again, the guy in my league six and two. Well, you know what? There's four teams that are five and three. So do you want to have the number one, or do you want to be fighting for that last playoff spot? Don't punt that week. Love it. Let's get into week nine. If you listen to us plenty, you know that we go off NFL.com. Schedule regular season week nine. If you're new to us, welcome to the party, pal. We're excited to, to give you guys the knowledge you need to, as I said, make it mine in week nine. And in that case, mine is you. <laughs> you're reading this, so yes. it'll make sense in your head. <laughs> exactly. Um, quickly, let's. Uh, all right, Thursday night game, November third. We got uh, the Falcons are going to be at the Buccaneers. All right. So when we're looking at Atlanta. I think you know the guys you're automatically starting. I think you know you're starting Devonta Freeman, especially if Tevin Coleman is out. He's a game-time decision right now. I think you know you're starting your Julio Jones, even if he's embattled after last week. Uh, you know, And then you're starting Matt Ryan. He's a very strong start this week against Tampa Bay. So you start your studs in Atlanta. The question I have for you, Houdini, are you doing anything with their secondary pass catchers? Are they playing off? Are you playing Austin Hooper? Are you playing a Muhammad Sanu? Well, so let me let me before I even get into that, let me just say how excited I am finally for a Thursday night football game. The Thursday night slate is usually full of crap and usually full of just uninspired football, just like London. Yeah. Now, we're coming off of the best London game of all time that ended in a tie. But you know what? They don't care in London. They watch soccer all the time. Things end in ties. They're, they're, draws. 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 Draw, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah. They have a draw of that Guinness, if you don't mind. But, uh, so, so what, what, I'll, what I'm saying here is the secondary guys, I, I do like Austin Hooper. You have a, a Jacob Tammy who is now dinged up and not going to be playing this week. You have... His ability, every catch that he makes has been downfield. He hasn't just not done the underneath routes. He's been their stretch of field guy. You have a Julio Jones who is, unfortunately, why does it always happen? A guy that, that has an injury on a Sunday where it hampers his game now plays on a short week. So for Julio owners, I think you have to be concerned. 
if you look at the way that they were using him toward the end of that game, he was still out there for every play. But you didn't see him making any double moves. He was basically using using him as a decoy. Yeah. I could see them using him in that way again because if, if the knee is kind of bothering him, just have him run straight up and down the field or have him just make gentle cuts. You go ahead, Stead. Yeah, in addition to that, we just saw Vernon Hargraves get absolutely tortured by Amari Cooper. Uh, just on vertical routes and on crossing patterns, you know, I think he's – you know, abused for 10 catches uh, in the first half. <laughs> so he, Amari had a huge, huge stat line early in that game. So I'm not even worried if I'm a Julio owner. I'm a little bit worried about the injury, but I still don't think there's enough of an injury concern to where I can consider benching him. Mohamed Sanu, should Julio be a decoy? Could be another good week for a Sanu. I think Sanu might be a wide receiver three you know, flex play this week. Uh, interesting sort of upside play. Hooper, we talked about that big play potential he has. You know, let's also see if they're dedicated to him as a blocker and as, you know, out there for nearly 100% of the snaps or if they're going to committee the guy with the Levine Toilelo, you know, more of the mauling blocker type. And the other thing I think that plays into playing these other secondary receivers and an Austin Hooper this week is again, Tevin Coleman is out. So with Tevin... More than likely. More than likely. More than likely. It just it makes too much sense to, on these short weeks, with the, a guy who's already out, give him the extra time to get healthy. So if he does is a no-go, you don't have as much power in that running game that you have, so you're going to have to rely on more of the other guys. That's why you saw a guy like T- Taylor Gabriel step up last week, and that's why you, you have a potential for, um, uh, what's his Aldrich uh, uh, Robinson. Robinson. I mean, this is a week, right? You know, you, you talk about with like weird situations. It's on these type of games. So This is one of the three games that's got an over-under of over 50 points in it. So... Vegas thinks this is going high scoring. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, we know that Matt Ryan is the number one still points scored for quarterback. Uh, let's flip over to the other side and go to the uh, Buccaneers. Um, you know, it's it's they're basically only you know they're 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 the, the, the underdog in this one, but. A lot of opportunities. Let's talk about quickly about that backfield first, or wherever you wanted to go with it. Sure. And speaking about the underdog factor, Tampa Bay has won the last three games. So every game in you know Jameis Winston's short career versus these Atlanta Falcons, they have come away with the victory one way or another. And it's at home. Yeah. Yep. Tampa Bay's at home. I mean, it, it could be another trap game for these Atlanta Falcons coming off a big win against Green Bay. So we'll see what happens. I don't like predicting games. Uh, we'll talk more about the game flow because this is a battle of two bad uh, bad defenses against two pretty good offenses. So it should be a lot of fantasy points scored on both sides. What do you got, Dini? You're right. When you talk about bad defenses, this this is lines up for quarterbacks and wide receivers on both sides. That's been the, the Achilles heel. If you think about it, the AFC South is tends or NFC South tends to be a a party type of fantasy division. It was always the one team that wasn't in on the party was Carolina. Yeah. You know, but there's always got to be one red-headed stepchild. So. <laughs> They're kind of back there again, to be honest. In some ways, yes. <laughs> in some ways, no. You, you, got, you have, you have uh, with, with Tampa Bay here, look at what Green Bay did, right? Look at what the last couple teams that have played Atlanta have done. They've been able to throw the ball a lot. And Green Bay was going at them with 
an injured Jordy Nelson, a, not a, not at 100% Jordy Nelson, let's put it that way. Uh, Devontae Adams was the star of the show, and this is not an amazing receiver. So now you have Mike Evans. They're going to be probably trying to roll all their, their, their coverage over to him, but he's going to get an inordinate amount of targets, as he does every week. And if he ever gets to the point where he actually catches anywhere from 62 to 70% of his targets, he will be put up one of the most ridiculous seasons you'll ever see in a wide receiver position. He's number three right now. He's having a huge season. And what, how many how many targets and catches? Because the, the thing for him is it's usually about 50%. So I, I'll, I'll get that you, stat. Go ahead. Let, let, go let ahead him so the thing is with Mike Evans is he typically struggles against Atlanta. They throw Desmond Trufant at him, and he's been able to you know, sort of shut him down in past matchups. Uh, I think earlier the season, you know, Mike Evans got a little bit better of him, but last year definitely struggled with this young corner. We'll see what happens in this one. In addition, I think you can throw safety help over the way because you don't really have to worry about Russell Shepard too much, even though he scored two touchdowns in the last two weeks. Other than that, Adam Humphreys has sort of, you know, fallen by the wayside. He's the guy that I, I think could reemerge this week, though. Maybe. To answer your question, 84 targets, 44 catches. Thank so you. Right. That's almost half. Thank yeah, you. That's not, that's not too great. So imagine right. if he takes it up to 60%. No, I agree. I agree. He's still he's still number three right now. Uh, he's, he's, he's behind Julio and A.J. Green. Yeah, what those, you got? Are, those are two tough guys to you know, be ahead of. But let's, let's talk about the backfield, the situation. It looks like Jaquiz Rogers has a sprained foot. Uh, I don't like to see. I don't think we're going to see him out there. I don't think we're going to see Doug Martin back from his hamstring injury. So it's going to be a guy like Antone Smith, Peyton Barber, and the newly re-signed uh, Mike James, who played a you know decent role for them a couple of seasons ago, filling in for Doug Martin. My, I guess my favorite guy would be an Antone Smith, just because he's a home run hitter. The familiarity with Dirk Cotter from his days in Atlanta. He's just got to hold on to the ball. Maybe Peyton Barber it does more of the short yardage work. I also like it Cameron Brates uh, a little bit in this game, you know, just for that punt touchdown sort of chance. The only thing they have to worry about for Antoine Smith, he is a home run hitter. So and this is a great matchup with the defense that he's going up against, especially how they use him as a receiver. The problem for him is fumbles. And with the fact that they're saying that they're going to use a community, if he fumbles or has any stumble early, that's trouble. But I like his highest, him his highest potential. Out when Jaquiz went down last week, um, Smith had 20 carries and Barber had like hurt snaps and Barber had seven. So he got more of the snaps. Let's move on to the next game. The first known London game, thank the maker. Lions at the Vikings. We took a little bit long on that first game. So let's cruise through this one. Um, you know, obviously Riddick kind of had a, had had an okay game, but there's a smorgasbord behind him. Do you guys feel comfortable uh, running into a, a week with, with with Riddick? I've been running into weeks with Riddick every week, and uh, he's been the savior to my team, uh, honestly, because I'm also in a PPR league. But he scored not well, not an okay week last week. He scored me yeah. twenty two point three points last week. Hmm? Riddick is. The most dynamic player that they have out of the backfield. Everybody else is just a jag. And what Riddick can do is he has finally learned to be a lot more effective as a runner. Where he was always taking like that first contact. I don't know how we're complaining at this point in time. 
which if you look at Riddick, I, I think you can almost make a very similar career path potential for a Jeremy Langford in the same division. A guy who will go down on first contact, hasn't learned how to be able to be that inside runner, is great as a receiver, has shows you the flashes of a big, of big playability. So I, I like Riddick almost every week because what else do you have? You got, now let's talk about these receivers and, and, and what well, they Well, Zenner, it's, it's, it's five carries for seven yards. Right. So. Zach Zenner is unimpressive. Dwayne Washington, everybody's sweetheart, was a healthy scratch. Yeah. So it's not like he's still dealing with an injury, so you can't expect him to go out and steal any carries. Uh, Justin Forsett, if, you know, if he's starting over Dwayne Washington, I think that makes you completely droppable. Uh, moving on to other guys, Eric Iran made a triumphant return, even though he's going to go down when anybody yeah, he looks at want him. The hit. He doesn't want the hit. He'll run out of bounds instead of get, throw a punish. But I want him to play for me every week, so yeah. go out of bounds. Don't take the punishment. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Jones, falling down. He's been falling back to earth. We thought he was uh, one of the greatest players uh, since sliced bread through four. Um, I think he, we said before, I think he has... As many as many yards, what in the last four games as he did in that one game? I think essentially, I think he's got like 250 yards over the last uh, five weeks, uh, compared to the 205 he had in that week three game. <laughs> so yeah, Marvin Jones has fallen back to earth a little bit against this sort of Minnesota defense. It's going to be tough sledding for him. He should get the Xavier Rhodes close treatment, and we saw that it was very effective. Alshon really only got open when Rhodes was sort of off the field dealing with a little bang-up. Or when he was aimed at the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the rest of the guys. Great week Great week for uh, Staffers. Probably guys going to be playing already in a lot of people's uh, leagues. But with this many by players and quarterbacks out, he's, he's I didn't playable. know. The Viking defense. This is, again, the Viking defense looked bad against on Monday night against Cutler. Yeah. The Bears had the extra week, to, basically an extra week because they played on Thursday to prepare for them. And the Vikings have had two losses in a row. First one against the Eagles, where the Eagles just mauled them on their offense. But this week, they showed so many holes on their defense. That's why I'm saying. I know, but this is also one of those things. They're going to be they're going to be in Minnesota, so in that stadium where that is a definite home field advantage. I don't know that I really like Stafford in this matchup. And again, it's familiarity of teams. These are division matchups. I'd rather have the, my my quarterback. Who's going against a team that he sees once every four years? I agree, but with the bye weeks and people, he's a ba- he's a backup on in many teams. He's probably a guy. That and they don't have, have a, they don't have a solid running game. So yes, he's gonna get he's gonna be throwing the ball a lot. I would yeah, imagine. I mean he he's not a great option this week when you look at it. Uh, he's got a. Let, let's switch over to Minnesota. <laughs> there you go. And <laughs> before before we do so, Minnesota's uh, the other side of the game. Oh, shit. I wanted to get to the next game. Hurry up. Let's go. <laughs> we're, we're 20 minutes in, and we've talked about three teams. We're good. Okay. okay. So, Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford has a great matchup going against this Detroit team. Uh, now, you maybe can start him as a bye week replacement. You haven't seen enough from him in terms of that offensive line, keeping him safe and sound, You know, ability to just throw whatever he wants. Uh, you know, the, the real only weapon right there is Stefan Diggs. Running game is not supporting him. 
And, and it just makes Sam Bradford's job absolutely atrocious to do when you know he's going to go out there throwing it 40 times a game. And it's just not something he's very good at. The thing that I'm interested to see, you know, Norv Turner has been in his time in the NFL seen as an offensive god, right? Mm-hmm. I can take any situation, I can make something out of it. Now, they have one of the most atrocious situations that you can imagine with their offensive line that is just getting destroyed on a weekly basis. I mean, the Bears just made them look silly. So, what are you going to do in order to protect Sam Bradford? Because you don't have a running game that you can use. We don't know if Jarek McKinnon's going to be back. If If he's not there, you really just have... No options, and you're basically a one-dimensional team. So now Norm has to be, you know, basically a Don Coryell-esque and figure something out. But the one thing about Coryell is that was a lot of deep game. They just got to do dink and dunk. They got to be much more like McCoy in, 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 in San Diego. They got to get the ball out of Bradford's hands because if he keeps getting hit like this, we all know this is the gingerbread man back. So there. you he want, ain't making it. You want to know what I what I think? And here's how the offense should work and where it could play to an advantage is for Kyle Rudolph. Look at, at what Washington last year. Remember when Jordan Reed? He finally was having the breakout games, but what were they doing with him before? It was like everything was like a, a five yard out, and it was every catch was for five yards going right toward the sideline, and then all of a sudden things will start to break. But you're at least moving the ball down the field. The thing is, Norm Turner doesn't change. He likes the deep drops. He likes the five and seven step drops from his quarterback, and that's not great when your tackles are just getting destroyed by defensive ends every single play. So, I mean. I don't really want to start Bradford. It's a desperation play if you absolutely have to. I, I like starting Diggs this week, you know, depending on if Slay is back and fully healthy. But I don't think it matters for Diggs. They move him around so much. And I like starting Kyle Rudolph. Other than that, I'm staying away from the Minnesota players. And I would just say, you know, Diggs is that guy. He got a, finally got a big uptick in targets again. I think they finally realized that he's the guy. What scary is. Uh, Laquan Treadwell has yet to make any type of impression with no receivers that they have on this team. He still has not made a scratch. Uh, he has been a scratch. He's been a healthy scratch every week. All right, before we get to the next game, I want to give a quick Pyro promo. Congrats to our boy Pyromaniac Mo on the Pyro Podcast Light, episode 50. Uh, he put that out last week, so that's awesome. Congrats, old man. There you go. There you go, Mo. So, hey, man, high fives to you. Keep it up, buddy. Um, it's awesome. That's our secondary show. If you're not familiar with it, this is the Pyro Podcast Heavy. We go long. We do the show on Tuesday. We do it year-round. Mo goes to the Pyro Podcast Light. He not tries to so make it light. not so light. It's kind of medium. But he's doing more up-to-date stuff on Friday nights, in-season, and then off-season. He has great interviews with other heavy hitters in the industry and does his fantasy football talks and uh, just doing a great job. So the thought that that's your 50 in is pretty impressive and uh, keep it up, buddy. So shout out. All right, before we get to the next game, let's listen to this. All right, we're headed into the Eagles at the Giants. Eagles coming back to earth themselves. Wensylvania's turning in a little more into Rhode Island, Sylvania. And um, we'll see. They just don't really seem to have any weaponry 
really anywhere at any point. So, Stags, I'll let you talk a bit about the running game. We're hearing Sproles is now number one. Talk a little bit about them. It's it's a real it's a real crapshoot of talent uh, that he's got around him. It feels. I mean, the real thing. It has nothing to do with the run game. It's all about Carson Wentz in the passing game and how they're attacking defenses. They just don't have that vertical threat. It looks a lot like Green Bay did last year, to where everything's trying to be dink and dunk and real fancy, running horizontally rather than getting down the field vertically. They don't have a guy who can make that play. I don't think. Carson Wentz has thrown a pass over 20 yards in his last 100 attempts, which is just absolutely atrocious. So it's going to be tough for the run game when all the defenders are within seven, eight yards of the line of scrimmage on an every play basis. But it does look like Darren Sproles is definitely the guy to own there. Uh, Ryan Matthews is completely droppable right now, but if you got to believe that if anything's going to happen, to this, you know, 33, 34-year-old running back who's, you know, 5'6 on the high side, it's going to go back to Matthews. It's not going to be one of these secondary options like a Wendell Smallwood. It's not going to be Kenyon Barner. Ryan Matthews probably get the first crack of at it, and I think he's also their preferred goal line back. So I still think he has a little bit of value, but he's definitely not fantasy startable, flexible right now. You're right, and the reason is because they're still in contention Right? They have a chance to win the division. So you're not going to go to win a small win. Yeah. You're, you're not going to go to Barnum. Matthews, is, you're giving him all the punishment right now. Most fumbles. Right? Because that's unacceptable. And, and the thing is, what's great for Sproles is, and I'm amazed, because I owned him in fantasy that uh, the year, in, the last year in San Diego, I, I'd gotten him in a trade. And I had him for like the last half of the season where he was like hitting it with Rivers. And then you remember what he did with New Orleans that first year. Yeah, he was, it was like a seven touchdowns. He's going for like it was like nine. He's always pretty sweet, right? Yeah, but he was never the runner. Yeah, and now he's actually at his advanced age. Maybe he's learned how to hit and hit the hole better and, and be a runner. But fifteen carries last week. Well, well, let's quick. Do you have anything else on the running back? No, not on the running backs. We can talk about the only receiver that matters there, though. And we can also talk about all the buzz about that we were hearing all the week and that hopefully Alshon was going to get traded over the Eagles. Trade deadline passes. <laughs> no, Alshon's still a bear. So uh, stupid. I thought for sure when he caught the touchdown pass, I'm like, no, no yeah. trade for him. Yeah, not, not going to no. happen. Come on, guys. Well, Leave Matthews, alone. Matthews isn't, he won't isn't be here next year, but anyway, go on. Matthews isn't playing great. But as much as I think he's a dud, you're you kind of pointed out to us in the in the pregame show. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that was, how I that was a good show. pregame show. Man. <laughs> that was a long pregame so, show. <laughs> Jordan Matthews in standard leagues has had one performance under six fantasy points this season. He hasn't been giving you those big. Bu- uh, What's his high games. game? Uh, 16? Yeah, 17, I think you said. 17-5. 17-5 in week right. one, 115 yards on a touchdown. Uh, so he hasn't been getting you those big boom games where he scored multiple touchdowns. We know he's not going to be a 150-yard type receiver out of the slot. But if you're in PPR leagues, he is getting work. The rest of these guys, you know, Zach Ertz has done nothing of value this season. Zilch. Uh, you know They're what? not even targeting him compared to Trey Burton on some plays, and he's getting ran out there. Nelson Aguilar is 
you know, bad uh, on a regular basis. I think he's the only receiver in the league to play 18 games and not surpass 500 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, so, yeah, don't tell me how you need to start uh, Nelson Aguilar. Josh Huff arrested for weed, you know, possible DUI, well, guns, hollow point bullets. Everything. It was Halloween and he was like, huff and puff and blow your house down. The wolf man didn't have a good night. I can't believe he had it. That is crazy, dude. Yeah. Madman, you go. Let's uh, close this out, this team quickly out, and let's go over to the Giants. Excellent. Before we close that team out, let me close out a Valverde. It's actually open. Wow. I volunteer down at uh, St. Margaritas in the children's wing, teaching music. St. Margaritas? St. Margaritas. <laughs> Love that. Love that hospital. I got nothing else on the Eagles. Yeah, we're going. Let's go to the Giants. All right, Giants coming off a bye week. Obviously, you got ODB coming off his best game as a pro. Uh, his biggest yardage game. What are your expectations? Um, and let's quickly go through the wide receivers. I, I mean, I'll, I'll do this. You know, no, Odell had a crap game before the bye. That, I thought he is two hundred. Is is uh, no, because that two hundred yards was in week six, that and was? then they played in London. Uh, played in London. Oh, yeah, he had a shitty game. You're right, yeah. seventy four yards. Forty nine yards. Forty nine yards. He's had a couple of those this season, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Odell's the only guy you feel. You know, very, very strongly about starting on this team. I could pretty much tell you every other player I'm not going to start, and that includes an Eli Manning against this Eagles defense. Uh, that offensive line isn't allowing him to get, you know, sustained drives. They're not allowing him to read defenses in the pocket. They're just not allowing him any time. Wow. Sometimes it looks like he does want to join Peyton Manning for, for Peyton on for Sunday, Sunday morning. It's like, I'm still playing. But he's kind of like, dude, I don't really want to be. I've got tons of money. It sounds sweet that you just sit around in diners all the time. And Peyton Manning in the house. It's the same thing every time. Gotta hit those fucking commercials. Sure, sounds like it. <laughs> Here's one of the things that with the Eagles and the... Uh, in this matchup, I just this is one of the I think it's five or six that we have this week of division matchups, and for whatever reason, there's been times where the NFC East has put up the most points, mm-hmm. you know, because we and that's been in recent years because just the defenses have been so sour, but the way that Eli Manning has been playing in the Giants' offense has just been anemic. And the way that the Eagles' defense has actually really been stepping up, and we already talked about how the Eagles' offense is playing very anemic. I just don't see this one as being like a big, huge scoring game. Now, if you talk about a guy that I, I, I if you want to take a projection play. Can I give you a, can I, Vegas doesn't either. Over under 44, and shockingly enough, the Giants are favored in this game. There you go. Home. <laughs> That's about yeah. it. That's and it's, about it's, it's, it's the home spread. It's the three-point home spread. But still, if the Eagles were that good, the defense is that good, and the offense was that great, they wouldn't be favored. Yeah. You know what I mean? now, now, here's also what I like to do, and a guy that I've been had in my uh, guys to stash, a part of my waiver wire article for about, I think, about four weeks, Paul Perkins. Yeah. Okay? So the, the, the fact is, and Rashad Jennings is just – just another guy at this point in time. Bobby Rainey, what is Bobby Rainey? Bobby Rainey is just the, the veteran, 
carry on, do do what Please you want. Please don't ever mention Orleans yeah. Darklaw. Um, you know, there's just Paul Perkins is a guy who's a difference maker out there. Paul Perkins cannot block worth a shit. But who was the guy uh, years ago that I gave the Mike? Mike Andre Mike? Williams. Andre Williams. No, 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 no. The Mike Mayock. This guy's never. The best oh yeah. The block. Was it Devonta Freeman? I no, think. No, it was the guy that got. He's he, he's out of the league. Got he is out of injury. League. Uh, David it? Wilson? Yeah, Wilson. Oh, David Wilson. Oh, another giant of, of all things. Well, that's why he's... Yeah, that's I am saying that. Yeah, so, so, when you look at Perkins, his ability on this team with the inability of everything else and the fact that basically you have Odell Beckham and then we're not sure. We, we, we like what we see in Sterling Shepard, but we in Victor Cruz... We, but Sterling Shepard's way cold. That's what I mean. Cold as ice. It's, we, we know, but we don't have it. So you need some spark. Perkins could be your spark. Yeah, Perkins long term could be a great pickup. But other than that, you know, the rest of these guys aren't startable outside of Odell Beckham. You're not starting Ty. You're not starting Larry Donnell. I don't think you can start Sterling Shepard. You can't start a Victor Cruz. And I don't think you can start Eli Manning because I just don't know what his offensive line is going to do for him. I agree. But I like the foreshadowing call on Perkins because what else do these fuckers have? Nothing. Well, All right. let me just say one thing, but why you should also mention don't play uh, Eli Manning. Y'all can just chill today. We'll start on this crapola tomorrow. Well, from uh, one crapola game, let's go to another potential one. And um, we're going to do the Jets at the Dolphins. Another got, divisional matchup. Another divisional matchup. Uh, obviously, Fitzmagic's back in the fray. Because of um, you know whatever Gino going down. Let's talk about uh, Quincy oh, wait, wait, and Newman. was meant for Fitz, Fitz Magic. You can't They're, call him Fitz Magic anymore. The yeah. magic's gone, dude. It's true. It's true. That's right. Fitz. He's like David Copperfield style magic. Real boring and really. I don't want to say the word. Um, all right. Let's let's quickly talk about Quincy and Newman. Uh, I, I was having a tough time. A Newman. A Newman. Okay. I always want to say Anuawa. It's like quinoa or something. That's almost a good thing. You can be Quincy quinoa. It's, healthy, it's healthier than oatmeal, I'm told. Maybe that's what he should make him into a quinoa for his uh, character. <laughs> We're behind on characters. Um, <laughs> We're so behind on listen, always. The only guy that really is Quincy right now uh, had had a big game. I think he's he's top twenty guy. Uh, he's got more points right now. By only point two, but he's scoring more than Brandon Marshall. So I think both those guys, Brandon Marshall and uh, Quincy, in my mind, they're both they're both very startling. Well, Anunua has basically become a wide receiver three flex type play. Uh, I mean, he's a wide receiver two right now. Well, no, no, but but especially it was like once Decker went down. Yeah. Because now he stepped into that role. But but the best part about Anunua is he is that. He's even more of a hybrid than most any other guy that's out there because he can and he can drift between a tight end, uh, wide receiver, halfback. I mean, in his first season, he was used as a halfback. They actually have him now uh, taking snaps in the backfield in this offense as well. So I, I like and what he offers. And, and he finally showed that burst, right, on that big, long touchdown Beautiful. run, the six-nine-yard touchdown hit, catch and run. He was outrunning people. So... Maybe working on his speed. That, that, that was always a, a knockout. I like that play. So, Brandon Marshall, basically he, in two games against Miami last season, 
259 yards, three touchdowns, just dominates the Dolphins. They've got no corners of note. So I look for Brandon Marshall to have a big game with Quincy Nunwa falling by the wayside uh, a little bit this week. I, th- I still think he's a play, a flex play. Uh, Matt Forte has been dominating. Uh, I-, I think he's definitely the red zone rusher. Suddenly he's good at it and scoring touchdowns on seemingly an every week basis. And when he's not scoring a touchdown, he does it twice for you next week. He likes to make up for losses. Uh, you know, I test Bilal's nice. Yeah. 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 Bilal Powell coming off that turf toe injury looked explosive. He's sort of a flex play. But Miami's been sort of very good against running backs as of late. And, you know, Ndamukong Soup, whenever he wants to play, can absolutely shut down a run game on his own. We don't need to talk about Fitzmagic or uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins because they're both, they're both not fantasy relevant right now. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. All right, let's, move, let's do it. Let's move over to the, uh, the Dolphin side of the ball. Um, you know. Ajay Tushai, hush hush, Ajay Ajay. Uh, ever since I started singing that song, he's one of the best players in the league, so I'm just going to keep singing it. Uh, God, not one of the best players in the league, having, to, having two of the great games. Uh, can he keep that mojo going against this Jets front? I mean, it's sort, uh, of, a, be tough. It's sort of a strength versus strength matchup. Uh, you know, the Jets are allowing the fewest rush yards per game in the league while allowing the most passing yards per game in the league. They're a funnel defense. You can pass all over them. So I, I sort of like the Kenny Stills and Devontae Parkers of the world to maybe get those deep shots uh, that we haven't seen from this offense and use that to sh- set up JJ, you know, this week and in coming weeks. Uh, that guy's been the hammer. But I really want to see this offensive line play against these maulers that the Jets have on the defensive line. We'll see how that sort of stacks out because I think that's one of the underrated matchups of the week. Miami can really prove something to the rest of the league by sort of just running on this Jets defense, you know, uber successfully, and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, but, but I'll tell you this, where they're going to have success, and I think it's important to establish that run, because the Jets are being burned in the secondary. So you want to be able to take advantage of them over the top, be able to use play action, be able to uh, – and Gase wants to do that. Gase is always a guy that wants to take his shots. So look for uh, a big games from Jarvis Landry and from Devontae Parker. Parker is the guy that has the potential to, to really take the top off of it, really finally make an explosion for everybody that – that, that and this is always how it goes in fantasy. You you can project that, that Parker was going to be the guy, and then you're drafting him, and then he just does nothing, and then you've dropped him. Someone else picks yeah. him up, and then all of a sudden they're going to reap the rewards. But the truth is, he's he's droppable. He's too frustrating. I had well, shares of he's frustrating. all over the place, and I do think he could have a nice game against uh, Revis, I, who now you're hearing today that, that the, the, the Jets are basically like, we're basically going to cut Revis in 2017. We need him now. He's getting burned, but I agree. Devontae uh, Parker could have a nice one. Here's the one thing about your Landry call is the fact that his, he's a target machine and he's a catch machine. The last couple weeks he's been way down. So is it like is, – is a part of Gase's thing? It's like let's get this guy fired up. Let's get this guy more, more opportunities. Or are they just kind of opening the offense more? Well, I think it's – here's how I look how it sets up. They've been so – J-H-I, hush, hush, ha, how do you do it? 
You were doing good. Too. It don't start with J and J. Shy, shy. Hush, hush, J and J. So, they've been going on to the, the J and J show, and that's going to set up Landry now, right? Because now you've had a couple established weeks of, of this rushing attack. Now you can use it, and he's not your deep threat type player, but he runs all different sorts of routes. He'll be used in different ways against his jet defense. They're going to move him all over the field. And I think here's my call of the week. You know, yeah. you're going to call me crazy, yeah. but he will have at least one rush. And I say there's a 50% chance. I'll, I'll put what is this? Jarvis Jar- Jar- Landry, okay. 50% chance he throws a pass this week. I like that. Uh, one thing that in the uh, pre-show show, we uh, that Stag Party said, Cameron... Still on uh, concussion protocol, has been for five weeks. That's not good. Might just kind of float off into the ether and uh, stag party to a point. With too his hot- shy, shy, bye bye, camera. <laughs> and too <laughs> bad he is married to a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah, screw so you. Show you for me. <laughs> yeah. Who she went can't. to Niles North? Damn, man. Yeah, probably the only good-looking ever girl ever to go to Niles North. It's like one of the best ever. Sorry, Niles Noithas. Uh, all right, before we get to the next batch, I want to give another pyro promo. iTunes, go there. Give us a review. If you're not already subscribed to the show and you manually go and check us out on the site or whatever, we appreciate that. But make it easier on yourself. On Spreaker, on Stitcher, on iTunes, we're on Google Play, we're on um, Podcast Act. There's so many different outlets. We're pretty much on all of them. Uh, So check it out. Give us a review on any platform you listen to us. Give us a review. Give us a uh, five-star. Give us a write-up. It just helps our stature, especially on iTunes, which is kind of the... Uh, you know, the, the, the crowning jewel for, for the stuff right now. Uh, so we, we greatly appreciate this. We've done, been doing this podcast. We're pretty much one of the oldest podcasts in fantasy football. We've done over 700 hours of shows, and we do this shit on a weekly basis for you. So give us some love back. My name is Dewey Finn, and no, I'm not a licensed teacher, but I have been touched by your kids, and I'm pretty sure I've touched them. Before we touch our next team, let's listen to this. All right, the Jaguars. We'll snooze fast on Thursday. Up against the Chiefs. Um, let's kind of breeze through this sneeze, snooze, sneeze fest. I'm allergic to this game. <laughs> Mr. Sneebly. That was, that was, uh, that Is that was, his uh, name? Yeah, it's School Rock. That's the uh, audio that we're doing here. Uh, nice, on this nice, one, nice. So, what was the opening music? And then let's stag party uh, talk about some fans again. So I uh, threw at you some Australian funk. Uh, this is uh, the Bamboos. Uh, you know, if you understand the meters, they're very meters-esque. Uh, so we open up a voodoo doll. We're going to close with eel oil. I love it. I love it. Eel Just to oil. give a quick shout yeah. out to Say you that guys. Times fast. Quick shout out. I'm uh, drinking the Valverys I'm drinking tonight are um, Zombie Dust uh, out of Munster, Indiana. That's a uh, Three Floyds drink and Houdini's on a. Well, he's, I had, I had the one, I, I, before in the pregame, I was drinking this uh, black Bavarian lager from. How did you pronounce it? Because I breaker. Sprinter. 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 Yeah. I don't know. Sprinter. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, that was delicious. And now I'm drinking from uh, Peak Organic Brewing Company and their IPA. 
and it is absolutely delicious, I, I have to say. You're so organic. I don't know. This is Beer of the Month Club, so normally I don't go organic, but uh, Pure Ingredients, Delicious Beer is their tagline. I agree. Stag party. Get us into the Jaguars. I say me and Houdini shut up for a minute or two. I have really nothing to say yeah, about just, the Chiefs nor the Jaguars. Get a Jaguar lowdown for us from Bortles to the wide receivers. What's going on? It's a mediocrity mishmash. They wish for mediocrity right now. <laughs> <laughs> Below mediocrity. So they fired the bad Greg Olson. And uh, promoted the quarterback coach up to the offensive coordinator position. And now they're bringing in a QB guru to work with Blake Bortles and his elongated throwing motion. It's sort of a bad time in the middle of the season to try to correct this issue. Because it's not going to get fixed with two days of practice a week. It's a repetition thing. And it's suddenly just become apparent to everyone how awful that throwing motion is. It's taking them like a half second to get rid of the ball. Is it not interesting that you would think Jacksonville might have learned from this when they had Byron Leftwich, who had how long was that throwing I, motion? I think he's been watching tape of Byron Leftwich, and that's where the throwing motion has come from because it's that bad right now. But but anyways, his throwing motions making it hard on the wide receivers. They're getting open, out of breaks. Alan Hearns had a pretty good game last week, although it was a lot of garbage time. Uh, Alan Robinson you know, got some plays late in garbage time, but he was open a lot. Blake Bortles just could not hit him. He's making diving catches out there, trying to get the ball, and it's just not working. So if I'm a Blake Bortles owner, I am trying to sell. I cannot count on a garbage time quarterback personally. Uh, efficiency is the most important thing when it comes to predicting quarterback stats, and it's what he is absolute worst at. And, and if you talk about garbage time, I just don't see that there's going to be enough garbage time in this game because the Chiefs are a muck it up. We're going to run the ball. We're going to eat clock on you. So you're not, and they're not also going to run up the score. You know, the Chiefs are not a team that's going to just go. Oh, okay, all of a sudden in the first half it's like it's like New England and we're up 28 to nothing. It's going to be, it's a grind it out. It's going to be, we've beaten your ass all game. You've gained no yards. We only have eight, you know, seven or ten points. Yeah. Can I ask a quick question about this team? And then, uh, you know, close it out and let's go over to the other side. Would you trade, who would you rather have in this trade? If you're an Allen Robinson owner, would you trade Allen Robinson straight up for DeAndre Hopkins, who would you rather have rest of the season out of the, you know we hate rest of the season calls, but who would you rather, out of you two, Houdini, you first. You got um, two underperformers, who do you, who do you, you like that trade, who do you want more? It's funny because I was an Allen Robinson owner last year, he's, Stags has always been the, the, the nuke guy. I, I still think in that one, I'll still lean on uh, Allen Robinson, only because I hate the Jaguars running backs. You have Lamar Miller, and I'll take Blake Bortles over over crap ass Brock Osweiler. What about you? Exact opposite, because their schedule is the worst in the league for the rest of the season. <laughs> That's a good reason. That's a good reason. They got they got a tough stretch. And the end up being exactly the same. Yep. I mean, from week. I should have included him in that trade. In week thirteen on, they are all red matchups. 
all uh, above average defensive teams against wide receivers. Doesn't DeAndre? Because I did look at this. He's got in week 15. He's got the best matchup, number one. And then in the last week, week 16, doesn't he have the worst? DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. No. No. That looks like you were looking at Green Bay. I was looking at Jordan Nelson. No, oh, it was Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, there Devontae you go. Devontae Adams, the guy that I offered in the trade. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's go let's, over. Let's hit these running let's backs. The pieces back I looked together. at all these ones. Let's hit these running backs real quick. Yeah, do it. They, they're both absolutely atrocious. They're not even running the ball enough to think about starting either one of them. Seven rush attempts last week. Both of these guys should be off the fantasy radar. And if they're on your waiver wire, that is completely fine. Julius Thomas, he's one of those tight ends you're just looking for a touchdown. But he's, this is also a tough matchup against the Chiefs, as they're always one of the best teams at defending opposing tight ends. Love it. Um, let's go quickly on the Chiefs. Obviously, the big news today is that uh, Jamal Charles sent to the IR, gone for at least eight, week, uh, eight weeks. Let's be honest, he's done for the season. Uh, Spencer Ware banged up a little bit this week. We all think that Chantric West is a great pickup. Keep your eye on that guy. If he's available on your waiver wire, someone you should be targeting, uh, even if it's just for a week or two and where isn't brought back. He's in concussion, right? Yep, he's in the concussion protocol. So I definitely think West is a startable player with or without wear. Now you're going to want to start him a lot more if it's without wear. Uh, but I still think he has a decent amount of run, whether he's in the lineup or out of it. Uh, so I expect Sharkandrick West to be one of the top waiver wire ads of the week. If you're a wear owner, you definitely need to be adding him. Uh, he's a definite option to replace Jamal Charles uh, going forward. This team is still going to use a bit of a committee now that there's only two guys. They, they signed Bishop Sankey off the practice squad. They're working out guys like a Trent Richardson. So they are looking for running back depth. We'll see if maybe Niall Davis can make his way back there after being, you know, released by the Jets. Uh, uh, sort of right after being make released his way, by the Make game. his way back to his fourth team in the last five days. Uh, yeah. Christine Michael. Christine Michael. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the – what's that saying about what you know is worse than you – know, The, the, the you devil know? you know is the better, better than the devil you know. Perfect. So what Houdini <laughs> said – so let's talk about the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill has been their splash player, not playing a ton of snaps, but he, he is taking a lot of deep shots away from Chris Conley, who was sort of doing it early in the season. Jeremy Macklin's in the slot a lot, out there on a ton of plays. He's getting targeted, but he just seems to be just getting missed. But it's really going to depend on who the quarterback is. Uh, is yeah, it- can, I, can I jump in here? Because this is one of those things where – you are never looking at the Chiefs with Alex Smith as quarterback that you're going to have more than one wide receiver that's really going to score. Now, it happened last week, but that's because Nick Foles came in. Because Nick Foles is not going to run. Because Nick Foles is going to get killed. And, so, not, and Nick Foles ain't scared to wing it. He's, that's got, what that, he's got that fuck it, I'll chuck it mentality. Fuck it, says. I'll chuck it. Fuck <laughs> it, I'll chuck it. I agree. And, and that's where you had Tyreek Hill and, and Macklin have good games last week. But... If it's Alex Smith. The fact is, he runs on so many plays where Nick Foles would be throwing the ball. I don't, I don't. That hasn't happened this season at all. Like Alex Smith has his, is on pace for a career low in rushing attempts, and has only rushed for over ten yards in one game. But you know why? 
And the last time I saw him run it, it looked like he was slobbering around and got, <laughs> got fucking knocked out a couple times in that game. He got... He's they're got they're saying it's not a concussion, but bullshit. That guy, he was concussed in the first hit. The second hit, the flopping around, like you're yeah. saying. He looked like he just was at the fish show eating some fucking Yeah, balloons. he had some bad shrooms or something. No, he, had, he was taking some balloons down. Oh, he was in all right, let's move on from this game. Yeah, let's just let's talk about Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's a must-start tight end Absolutely. on a weekly basis. He had had two games down in the three-target range before sort of getting off the schneid this week. But against Jacksonville, definitely starter with so many guys on by. Perfect. Let's get to the next game. Cowboys at the Browns. How about them, Cowboys? Well, Jerry himself is basically saying it's going to be tough to uh, have – Bring Romo back in at this point. Stag party, I think you mentioned before. Up until that at very end of the game, Dak Prescott was was pretty atrocious. Yeah, tell us more. Pretty much his worst game of the season. He completed under fifty percent of his passes. Uh, I think to Des Bryant, he was just what four of fourteen. Uh, just over overshooting him, even though Des was pretty open on a lot of plays, and he just missed a lot of open receivers in the passing game. It just wasn't a great game for Dak until that you know late game-winning sort of drive uh, for them late in the game. So I, I, I like Dak to rebound. It's Cleveland. I like everybody pretty much. I think Dallas is a team you know the guys you're going to start. You know the guys you don't. So I think you can definitely start your you know Dak Prescott this week. I think he's an interesting DFS play. I think he's cash game viable and a tournament option in DFS. Uh, I think he's also a top. You know, top ten option for sure with bye weeks this week. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott returning back to Cleveland where he played college ball at Ohio State. So there's going to be people out there. There might be more Ohio State fans rooting for Ezekiel Elliott than there will (laughs) be Browns. There will be more Cowboy cheering fans than there will Uh, be Browns fans. Uh That's not a that's not a strong statement. Uh, And especially because. well, it all depend on what happens in the World Series. But Cleveland in the World Series, will they have a happy hangover? Then they just don't care. No, or an upset hangover? Do I want to go and, and add double misery by going to watch a Browns game? No, I'll sell my tickets to a Cowboy fan. Thank you very much. Good. So the rest, the rest of the guys. That's true, though. If the, if the Indians lose to the Cubs, then I will tell you that no Browns fans really want to go. Why do you want to take that? And I say, get it. I get it. That's bad news. Bad news. So, does De- De- Bryant proved he was back last week? We saw that sick acrobatic touchdown catch. Almost, All hands. Almost should have had another one that Dak underthrew. He could have. Not almost should have, would have had if he threw a good pass. Yeah. Uh, just, just total Des annihilating. And. Getting Cleveland in this matchup, it's definitely a good play to play Dez again. So I, I'm on pretty much all the studs of the Cowboys. The, the secondary players, I think he could play a Jason Witten against Cleveland, who is one of the worst teams at defending opposing tight ends. We'll see if the trade for Jamie Collins eventually fixes that because he's one of the best coverage linebackers in the league. But I just don't know if he's going to be up to speed enough with the system to make an impact in, in one week. Uh, half yeah. a week, you yeah. know. Five days. Uh, as a Desbian, as the Desbian on the show, yeah. and I traded 
in my 16 team league where you can start two quarterbacks and I activated Wentz. Rivers for Dez. I am so happy because what you have right now is this is a prime. What he did last week was great. But now against Cleveland, the, he had all the targets and they were not connecting. This is a defense that he can actually start to get some rhythm and, and really him and Dak get on the – Dak and Dez. I mean, this is like a, a TV show made to happen. Dak and Dez. Dak is Dez's new babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see. What, we'll see. We'll see. I'm surprised, I'm surprised I Dez didn't hurt his finger like so. I got all Dez behind Pumpkin carving. Are we gonna be goofing off like this every day? Uh, we're not goofing off. We're creating musical fusion. Well, um, are we gonna be creating musical fusion every day? Yeah. Get used to it. Perfect. So the last player to talk about yeah. is Cole Beasley. I mean, I think he's a flex player this week, maybe. But I just think they'll start to funnel touches through Dez and through Ezekiel Elliott uh, in this game. I mean, I think that will sort of get the ball to their best players. And then Beasley will be the you know short to intermediate guy uh, on some plays. Quickly, uh, the news came out a little bit that, that maybe... Zeke Elliott gets a lengthy suspension because of his domestic violence dispute. Who knows? I picked him up in deep bench leagues. If you can, if you have the space, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's feast or famine. And maybe the, the NFL, the lawyer for Zeke Elliott today said, make this decision quickly. So, not that Goodell and the league's going to listen to that, but you, you're going to know pretty soon whether... Ezekiel is going to get suspended for some sort of, they say, lengthy period of time or whatever. Well, if that's the case, Alfred Morris, great pickup who's available in a lot of leagues. Who knows? It's a, it's a shot in the dark. So basically, the domestic violence is written. If the NFL thinks that there's some sort of way that he is you know, guilty, then it's a six-game suspension. We know what it is. Like, that's the policy. Like, you... Can't just change the letter of the law, sort of like what happened with Josh Brown. Like that's going to be a bad look if it's zero tolerance, and then you, they think that it's not a false accusation. That's it. Yeah, the thing, the thing that's interesting though is how and when that comes out. Because the other thing that they've talked about is that, well, we are in contact with his girlfriend at the time, you know, so she's cooperating with the investigation, but. It's one of It's an NFL investigation. So, do they put a timestamp on it? And when? Who's to say when they're going to have it all done? I'm. I'm a. I'm a person that I'm trying to get Alfred Morris in my deeper bench leagues. If I have a short bench league, I'm not wasting my time on it yep. because my real belief is it's a shot in the dark. But it's it's a it's a shot in the dark that gives you a running back one if you if it if it happens. So it's worth the shot on a deep bench. But my real gut feeling tells me, watch out if you're a dynasty owner. This is one of those things that's probably going to come out and everything will be meted out in the offseason, and he may start next year with a suspension. If you have him on your team and something bad happens, could be a lot of home run swings for Alfred Morris. What do you got, Sex? Yeah, but if you're a Zeke owner, I think you have to own have Alfred to. Morris. Have uh, to. Let's, let's talk about Cleveland. Cleveland's real situation right now is Cody Kessler has been cleared from his concussion. Now, they haven't named a starting quarterback. And this is sort of going to affect all the other players in the situation. Uh, Cody Kessler has shown some signs 
But Josh McCown has shown some gunslinger signs. So we'll see how important winning one game is to Hugh Jackson. Because if your goal is to win one game, then I think Josh McCown is your starting quarterback through at least their bye in you know week 13 should he stay healthy. Now, if their goal is to develop players for the long term, I think you got to turn this thing over to Kessler, who hasn't really, you know, made any mistakes to not be, you know, given chances. That's a great point. If you're Cleveland, what's your if your goal is to win zero games? You 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 have won nothing for how long? Every opportunity at this point should be to find out. What young players we have that have ability that we should be keeping? Because that's been their problem. Well, it's been a double problem. All the players that they've drafted have not been worth keeping. And it's not a target. Like, it's not like, any of the, it's not like a, a ton of their players that they've brought in that have left are like making news anywhere else. Like, oh, look, New England picked up Bartavius Mingo. Do you hear him being called out on Sunday at any time? Those are first-round pick for crying out loud. They're talking about how he's going to help replace Jamie Collins. For sure. Then they also lost Travis Benjamin over to the Chargers. That's a pretty good signing for the Chargers. Look at Alex Mack going over to Atlanta. Completely solidified that offensive line. Uh, I mean, their best player arguably is Joe Thomas. And hey, aren't the four, don't don't the, the Patriots right now? I feel like they got like seven players from from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, because yeah. Bill Belichick's been using that as a farm system ever since he <laughs> left there. Are you kidding me? It's like, come on, it's, it's hilarious. Ridiculous. Let's get back to the matter at hand: it's fantasy hilarious. football. Isaiah Crowell. You know, this shouldn't be a high volume game for him. Just the way Dallas sucks volume out of opposing offenses. Uh, you know, 60-40 split in the last couple games with the Duke Johnson. Uh, Duke's been making some bigger plays as of late, uh, so he's becoming flexish, but not great. I like that word, flexish. I guess the real words are Corey Coleman, back at practice this week, Holla. should be back in the lineup. If he's on the waiver wire, go get the guy because he's an explosive athlete. Terrell Pryor, you know, he's just been – he's a top 20 receiver right now. And he with McCown back in there, he had a night, over a 19-yard average depth of target. On like fourteen targets last week. Here's the here's the big question with that because it's a, Corey Coleman and, and Terrell Pryor. Pryor, it's amazing, right? Because you're doing it as the only guy that can really break down a defense at all. Gary Barnage is you're not breaking down anybody. Gary Barnage is five for fifty written all over him every week. Right. right. So this is not a guy who's going to break you out like you know like he was last year. Pryor can. Coleman can. We saw it earlier before he went down with the broken hand, right? So, when you bring both of those two back into the mix, the, the, the big question is for the people that have been playing prior and the people that had Coleman, what is the effect now that it's, it's these guys and with Duke Johnson who finally got more involved into the game again last week, well, where's the real mix going to lay out? And the way that I look at it is, look, they're going to be more invested in the potential of Corey Coleman and they are the potential of Terrell Pryor. They know what the Terrell Pryor situation is. They're more invested in trying to figure out, is Corey Coleman going to be what we drafted him to be? So I think that it hurts Terrell Pryor more than, uh, than it hampers Corey Coleman 
having Pryor have broken out. They're both going to be fine. They're both going to be fine. Because there's no one else to throw to. And McCown's the quarterback. But I'll give you, I'm telling you what, I I think that it's one of those things, the high-end type games, you know, where Pryor is just the only person that we're looking at, now that changes. So I think it it hinders that. I'd rather have, they'd rather be thrown to a, a Corey Coleman than a Ricardo Lewis. Let's oh, correct. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. That's um, all I got for this. Yeah, cool. Yeah, let's, let's uh, before we head up to the next game, I want to do one little thing that I forgot to bring into the uh, the iTunes and the review. If you give a review on one of these sites um, and you send it in to me uh, or us, contact at pyromaniac.com. Do the review, grab a screen grab, send it in to us. Uh, you'll become eligible after week 11 of the season. We're giving a $50 gift certificate to NFLshop.com. That's one of the things that I forgot to mention about that uh, iTunes review. We're trying to incentivize you guys to do it. So if you've been listening to us, hook us up. You can be brought into the uh, the mix to win a $50 gift certificate to NFLshop.com. All right, before we get... Go ahead. Yeah, because because you just gave a lot of it. So. And we don't use corporal punishment here. Okay, so just verbal abuse. <laughs> Give uh, us a review, damn it, dude. Uh, hopefully it's not too abusive and it's lovey dovey, but. Whatever it is, give it to us. Give a screen grab. Let's go for it. Before we get to the uh, Steelers and the Ravens, let's keep the lights on. All right, the Steelers at the Ravens. Uh, uh, Big matchup. Big Ben back? It sounds like Big Ben could be back this weekend, but they're sort of keeping it tight-lipped. But either way, I still think you're starting your studs. You're starting Antonio Brown. You're starting Le'Veon Bell. Uh, the real question is the ancillary players. Yeah. Are you playing a guy like Sammy Coates, who had a week uh, completely off to rest up that finger? Uh, the bye week came at a good time for a Sammy Coates. If Big Ben is back, I really like Coates going against a secondary corner You know, for the Baltimore Ravens. He's a guy who's been their second best receiver. He's going to continue to be. Marcus Wheaton has really fallen off. You know, pretty much supplanted by Darius Hayward Bay. They like Eli Rogers a little bit there in the slot. And then we'll see how the tight end situation shakes out. Because Ladarius Green, you know, is potential to return from that pup list. Uh, and we'll see if he could be a dynamic addition to this offense. The rest, I mean, Jesse James has basically been Heath Miller light getting a few red zone targets, scoring from time to time, but really hasn't gotten big yardage totals. And if Green's back, I think Green is going to be the guy they prefer in the passing game, while you know Jesse James is used as that blocker for a Le'Veon Bell, uh, especially with a potentially hampered Big Ben. When I'm, when I'm, the thing that I want to just kind of point out or, or, or talk to is when we were talking about Sammy Coates, because that's a guy, Coates... Was on the flash, right? And then now people are kind of souring on him a little bit. But I think that he still has the big potential. And you look at the Ravens as a defense, you know, early in the year, if you look at what they were doing at the end of, you know, through through last year, looking at the projecting and saying, wow, they were giving up a ton of big pass plays last year. They, they were not in the first – they were a stout defense for about the first four or five weeks of the season. They don't, I think they only allowed to the first four weeks – one pass play for over 40 yards. Now they have five total. So they're starting to allow the big pass play to, to, to happen. 
So this is where I look at coach and I say, you know what? You know if Big Ben's playing, one of the things that they always are going to do is take the shots. And because you have Le'Veon Bell, it sets up so perfectly. And you have you have Antonio Brown, who draws all the other coverage away. You're always going to get a one-on-one matchup, which whatever speed guy you want to take a shot with. And they don't take one shot. They take three to four shots during a game. Minimum. I agree. Hopefully it's, it's, it's coached instead of Hayward Bay. The one thing that I was reading a little bit is um, Omar Apps. I mean, Mike Tomlin was um, saying that Eli... <laughs> He didn't get that one. I like it. Uh, Omar, Eli, Omar. <laughs> I got Eli, Eli Rogers uh, was going to be a big part of the game. So just thinking about DFS, uh, low, low, you know, bottom of the barrel cost for a wide receiver, uh, Eli Rogers might be a good call there. Yeah, especially because when you talk about Wheaton taking the downslide, the fact is that Darius Hayward Bay does not run anything except for basically deep routes. So Eli Rogers is going to be the guy that can do the other things. Got anything else there? All right, let's move on to the Ravens side of the ball. I don't really want to talk about the Ravens. Hope Stevie Smith seems like he's going to come back and feel a little bit healthier. Joe Flacco, what, go on your stats. The, the stats that he's got right now. Is, oh my God, he doesn't have more. He doesn't have a double. Hold on, so, right? so Joe Flacco, we got seven games down for Flacco. Dog used to love Flacco. He had a guy. He had a hard on for Flacco. Yeah, I, think, I don't understand it. He always liked guys that looked like. I think he liked guys with big eyebrows or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, through seven games, he's got two 300-yard games. I'll give him credit. One, he has a 298-yard passing game as well. Uh, but if you look at his touchdown production. It's like a binary code. Zero, two, one, zero, one, zero, one. <laughs> no, the one. two is not binary. No, he had one. He had no, one, two okay. in there. That's the thing. He's got <laughs> We're just not going to talk about that. <laughs> five touchdown passes to six interceptions. Now, if you just talk about five touchdown passes, you're just like, okay, that was Brady last week. Or yeah. that was right. No, this is Car. Flacco for seven fucking games. That's, that's. It's week eight, and he's got five TDs. That's crazy. And six interceptions. So, okay, so you're managing the ball. That just means that all they're doing is, and this is this is a was a Mark Trestman office with offense. So now you change the offense midway through. So this is why. You don't want really much part of the Raven passing attack unless it's Steve Smith, because or maybe Dennis maybe Pitta, Pitta, maybe Pitta. Mike Wallace has been their most involved most wide of, receiver. Yeah, I God, want nothing I mean, to do. Just so, just that, I'll I'll about, I want nothing to do with the team at all. But I were, I want to wrap this I'm up right. real quick. But from 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 my end is that with all that change you had, you change your offense in the middle of the season. Now you see Terrence West getting all the carries in the world. Yeah, now you're going to bring in Kenneth Dixon's going to be coming back in. You're going to have a much more uh, committee to two community backfield situation going on here. As that develops, West is still the, the lead guy right now, but it just doesn't lead to an identity of an offense. And when you look at fantasy, I, you have to have an offense that has an identity. Are you a run team? Are you a pass team? Are you a, a tight end influence team? And if you're not, then I can't count on any consistent points from anyone in the offense. Was well, on the, the stag party put out today our uh, pyro power rankings after week eight, and the Jack the uh, not Jack sorry the Baltimore Ravens are 26th. Uh, it's scoring fantasy points so. 
low on the top of the totem pole, and it's not looking good anywhere in it. So, you got anything to say about this game? And if not, uh, we'll move on to the next one. I mean, I like Pitta. You know, Mike Wallace is good for a deep shot or two a game. Steve Smith's probably the volume receiver to own. And I still think Terrence West is going to be heavily involved until we see otherwise. I'm not going to go out rushing to start uh, Kenneth Dixon on promises of an increased workload. Because we've seen that sort of fizzle by the wayside many a times. So that's all I really got. This is a team that need we need to see more after the bye week to see if anything has changed for them. And you know what else well, I want to see if it's changed? How fun it is to open up. I just decided to give up on myself and become a teacher because those that can't do, teach. And those that can't teach, teach gym. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right, let's go over. Sorry, gym teachers. We love you. Sorry about you. Yeah, we do love you. Uh, we're moving on to the next game. The first of four. Houdini. They're excited. First of four games. Uh, in the afternoon, you can get your quad box eligible. Not even that. What it is is it means that I'm still Andrew Siciliano eligible. Yeah. Because uh, you don't get you don't, you're not no, on I'm, direct, I'm direct TV. TV. Oh, you are direct yeah, TV now. Yeah, for the first so you got back because I heard well, who's the other guy that uh, used to, Scott Scott Johnson. Hansen. Scott Hansen. Hansen. Has it been bad? He's awful. He's awful. He's terrible. And you used to tell me how good that one was initially. Remember when I was oh, in the NFL? What I'm yeah. like. Andrew Siciliano is fantastic. Yeah, he's right. So, when except for when he tries to be funny, when he's just doing his job, he's great. But when he tries, oh, to be funny, like like last week, uh, here look, we have a monkey. Yeah, uh, at the zoo. Monkey thing. We have, like, what is this all? Okay, shut up. Because he has the ears. That's yeah, why. yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but but I will tell you that I relish this because it's not the quad box for me. I have the two televisions. I bring the other TV out. I have the direct TV genie so I can move TVs anywhere I want. If I wanted to, I could take the other TV out of my bedroom. I could have three TVs with all the games going on there. But if, if there's two games, Siciliano's off. I don't need you to flip back and forth. I just put the two games on both TVs. I love it. Snake Party almost had a heart attack there. <laughs> He's like, oh, God. Only thing works like, that Houdini talking about his team. TV setup. TV setup. Oh, it's my like, God. It's, so, it's like a bar. It's a bar at home. Sometimes in the podcast, you wish you had picture in picture, audio and audio, so you can listen to the other audio about at, with that's opposite of what Houdini's talking about right now. <laughs> Let's talk about them Saints. Hey, Saints. can you guys hear what I'm saying? Let me turn it up. Breakfast <laughs> Club fans know what I'm talking about. Go to the Saints. So, the Saints. I think you can start Drew Brees against the 49ers. No way. Hot, hot Get take. Out. Hot take. Never. On the road, too. So I th- Outside, no way. I think you can definitely play Drew Brees. I think you can play every single one of his top three receivers. That's Michael Thomas. That is Brandon Cooks, and that is Willie Sneed in no particular order. Thank you. Each of those guys is going to get theirs uh, in different ways. Michael Thomas has proven to be that Marcus Colston possession receiver, you know, a constant wide receiver three on a weekly basis. Willie Sneed out of the slot has is, is been excellent, you know, since returning from that injury. But we've seen his target share sort of decrease back to earth after that sort of blow up week one. He's like a six for 70, 75 guy. 
Yeah, it's it's not bad. Not it's bad. I'm just not saying. Bad. I'm just saying. So, but we know that this is the one thing that I, I I agree. I think that they can victimize them through the air as much as they want, and but isn't the ground the way to go? I mean, I think you can victimize the 49ers however you want, but, <laughs> but, but mostly teams are doing it on the ground because it's easy and late game and their pace of play allows you to run a ton of rushing plays and passing plays and rushing plays when you've already destroyed them through the air. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be Mark Ingram is going to get the first crack at the job and we'll see if he can hold on to the ball. Because if he does, he's going to have a very, very strong day against this leaky defense. But I also think Tim Hightower is going to be a fantasy-relevant flex player this week. So I love Ingram after the, what, three carries last week, five yards and a fumble? Yeah. I love the angry, been benched running back, especially going against this defense that has allowed – the bruiser running backs should just destroy them. Ezekiel Elliott crushed them. Christy Michael crushed them. And you wait. Mark Ingram will crush them. I test for me. Hightower, and I've got Ingram shares in many leagues for many years. I test. Hightower runs a better but better ball. He's angrier. He's tougher. He's faster. He hits it. I just like what I see from Hightower better. That doesn't mean you're wrong. No. But Hightower, if I'm you a, are an owner, you. maybe because he gets hurt also every time anyways, Hightower is still a good pickup. I own Hightower and Ingram. Yeah. In the one league, the only league I have Ingram, I own Hightower. So it's frustrating to me right now because I don't know which one to go with. But I figure... I think Stags thinks he can do both. He did. In the pregame, he told me, you can go with both of these guys because it doesn't matter that they will destroy. And the, the, the thing is that I worry is this. I want to know which guy can I can start competently for the rest of the season so that I can actually have, or do I have to trade both guys? So I want to make sure that I, 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 I'm focusing on, on the right thing. And Ingram, after getting screwed, I think he'll get a lot of carries this week, but I also worry that Hightower, after the performance he gave you, is going to do nearly the same type of a thing. And he'll he'll he's gonna get he's earned himself after getting like no carries through what? The first eight weeks of the season. He's gonna get ten carries this week. So now you're gonna have the horrible situation of ten carries for one, twelve carries for the other. You know, they could both have success against this team, but I'll lean more toward Ingram only because he can be more uh, used as a pass catcher than Hightower, effectively. So, the, the real concern is maybe the Kobe Fleener. We've seen his sh- snap share uh, decrease immensely over the last couple weeks. Josh Hill is playing more snaps than him, uh, sort of on a regular basis now. It's been more 50-50 the last couple weeks. But last week, Hill was way ahead of Kobe Fleener, even though Fleener got more targets. The problem with me for that is now it looks a lot more like Fleener's situation in Indy to where he's a part-time receiver. He's not going to be out there all the time, but hey, he's going to get some red zone work, and he'll have a few big games. The question is, you know, when are they? Um, I can't – it's going to be hard to predict – 
Uh, I don't know if they're going to need a Fleener game, but the matchup's good enough to where he's definitely a, a top 12 option. I think you can start him with no hesitation, but the hesitation should just be you're scared about him not playing enough. You remember the guy? You mentioned three guys that were viable wide receivers you liked. Brandon Coleman looked good this week. So I think almost in some ways, Brandon Coleman hurts that fleener action even more. I, I don't know, man. No? Two targets. Two targets. One target. Two targets. Three targets. Still, he finally looked like... Okay. But he may, still. He may slip one 20-yard catch a game and then does nothing the rest of the game. He's just got that fleener body. I got something for you. Okay. Just do whatever you want. I want to learn from my teacher. Besides that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a big dude. He's 6'6". <laughs> I thought that was just so point out. He's 6'6", 220. He's one of those big wide receivers. But I just think Michael Thomas is so far ahead of him these days that absolutely you start the three wide receivers you know and not... I wasn't knocking on your three wide receivers, buddy. I was knocking on Fleener. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't want to start Fleener, but it's not like he's getting tight end snaps. Do what you want, man. I'm starting Coleman. All right. I'm starting Coleman. Wide receiver one. All right. right. Before we get to the 49ers, I just want to do this. Fuck off. No, no, here. This is all you get. Are you going to teach us anything, or are we just going to sit here? Just do whatever you want. (laughs) Go ahead, Jimmy. Just do whatever you want. It's a Cubs. It's Cubs time. I've been drinking a lot lately. Um... Just do whatever you want. All right, let's go to the 49ers. Let's talk about Chip's little douches, and we'll move on. So, 49ers. Colin Kaepernick, maybe? I, we haven't heard much uh, words over the bye week, but Colin Kaepernick, if you need a desperation play against the Saints, it's not awful. No. The Saints defense is not bad. Like, they haven't been, you know, great but they're a lot better than last season. You look at what they're giving up fantasy point-wise to quarterbacks, it's great. They have not given up a touchdown pass to a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two this season. Yeah. So, you know. But but they are still, the Saints are still the second worst of fantasy points. Yeah. But, so that means they must be giving up a crap load of yards. Well, no, no, but, but here, here's the thing that's interesting about the Saints. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at running back. 15th. They're middle of the road. I'm sorry. I was looking at running backs. So, exactly. Pyro power ranking, stag party. Good the stuff. Saints? I like the heat index ad. No, nice no. Work. But here's where you have to look at the most important part. They've given up nine passing touchdowns this year. Nine. Who was it last year? 46. Yep. So, <laughs> they're not nearly as bad. Do you talk about through uh, they have had their bye? Yeah. Yeah. So, seven weeks that they've given up nine. Seven and nine. At this point in time last year, they had given up about 23. Yeah. yeah. So, that's a different defense altogether. Yeah. Well, Yards may still be there in, in, in some ways. But, but also remember. The offense is so good that they're going to allow teams to move the ball on them late in games. Garbage yards are there as long as garbage touchdowns aren't there. It's Steve Steve Nash. I mean, Drew Brees is Steve Nash of the (laughs) NFL from back in the Phoenix days. Quick question. Well, not a quick question. You said Torrey Smith. They were thinking about uh, the, the Eagles were trying to get him. Did not happen. The trade deadline passes. Would you say they wanted to... 
They uh, wanted a third round third pick. Round you believe pick. it, guy? A third round pick, and, and the Bears wanted, I think, a third round pick for Elshon Jeffrey, and they wouldn't do either. But if you had Elshon Jeffrey for a third round or Torrey Smith, which way are you going? Elshon Jeffrey, not yeah. even close. Yeah. And I hate that guy. But. Tory Smith, I don't think matters in fantasy right now. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter at I mean, all. He's he might catch. A no deep, one does. No receiver on that team. He does. might catch a deep shot. We've seen Curly fall back by the wayside with Colin Kaepernick yeah, at quarterback. We don't don't know. play any of these receivers. Don't play any of the tight ends either. The only guy you want to play is maybe Kaepernick for the rushing of like he's averaging seventy five rush yards a game, and then. You know, maybe Carlos Hyde, they say he's back on track to play, but then they're also saying that Dewan Harris deserves some more run. So maybe he takes over that second running back role that's sort of been lacking with Mike Davis and uh, Sean Drawn. Who did, did I miss like Sean Drawn changed his name to Shane Drawn, or is that because announcers Shane Drain? It should be Shane Drain. Shane, they keep calling him Shane Drawn, and I don't get it. Like, did. It's spelled Sean. No, I could just be wrong. Hey, he can call him whatever he wants. Do whatever Let he wants. Let me know on Twitter. <laughs> All we I can learn is, anything on your name. The thing is, there's nobody. You know, Kaepernick, you could say, is this. No, no, I was going to say, last point of the okay, Five seconds, D-Rex. Relax. You're I'm the not, San Francisco guy. But I was going to say, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde had how many opportunities to be whatever, and now we're talking about him still having to share anything. I don't think any. he's going to share. I think he's. Get it? That's the RB two. Carlos Hyde has been a stud this season. He's a top twelve running back. He's just and he he's missed, been in a missed games this week. Yeah, that's the thing. Keeps missing games. He's the only guy on that team. He's only missed one game. I mean, now the bye. I think overall, that team's even, even when you're fit. playing the Saints. You never because you never get but that's the point. You never get the benefit of a Carlos Hyde. You might as well trade him because if anyone feels like, oh wow, there's something there. Look. The reason why certain running backs get huge points is because they're up by 25 points, and they can just run the ball for the entire fourth quarter. So I, I don't think that matters because they're still running it over 50% of the time while trailing. Because they, they suck. It, that, he's their best player. They're going to feed him. One quick thing to remember. Know your league, uh, uh, Houdini staple. If you're talking about trading and all stuff like we like to do on this show, when is your trade deadline? Target that. The, the NFLs was today. A lot of not many trades happening in your league. Know when your trade deadline is happening. Target that because if you want to make some moves, you want to do some stuff. There's so many times in so many leagues where all of a sudden that we we you just say, oh, our, our, the trade deadline was ten days ago, and you're like, fuck, I would have made a trade. Know your league. I want, I want to kind of say something. I was uh, in a doctor's office today, as I'm in doctor's offices all day long, every day. They had a magazine, Time Magazine. I didn't know, because I don't get magazines anymore. Did you know that Bill Belichick was on the uh, cover, I believe it was Time, where it's like talking about him as the genius, and they superimpose is, is Albert Einstein's mouth with the tongue out. Yeah, on, yeah. On, on his, well, it was, it was a cutout. Cutout, oh, cutout, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, it's like, I, He's a fucking genius. I saw that, I, but I saw that just to cover it. I'm like, that's pretty. Right, that's that's good. pretty good. That's, that's good. pretty good. Everyone knows that's that pretty picture. good. That good, real good. Like it, like it, like it a lot. I hate him, but I like it because I can't deny it. The guy's one of the best damn coaches. Are we talking about the Patriots yet? No, we're we're we're, we're, we're moving on. on to. Before we do so, 
Pyro Pro, make it a part of your life, make it a part of your habit. Fantasy football, direct questions to the Pyro Man. Mind share, follow 100 players. And if you sign up now for the year, 40 bones, you're going to have it from one year till today. You'll have it November 1st, 2017. All right, I've had enough Pyro promos. Well, before, before. We're going to give you this from Pyro. We may fall on our faces, but if we do, we will fall with dignity, with a guitar in our hands and rocking our hearts. And in the words of ACDC, we roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we got the Panthers at the Rams. This is, uh, yes, number two in the late games. Houdini, Houdini. Uh, Panthers, let's start uh, with Cam Newton. The guy is bummed out. He doesn't feel safe anymore. He's getting hit. He's getting treated like Shaq. I agree with this sentiment. That's not really fantasy relevant, but are the Rams going to knock the crap out of this guy late, or how does this uh, work out? And in all honesty, is Cam Newton, well, who would you rather have right now? Would you rather start a Dak or a Cam Newton? <laughs> Cam. I'd rather, it's, it's, it's closer, yeah, it's closer than I think. think about it. I actually think about it because if you talk about this week, I think about Dak against Cleveland with Dez. I might go. I might go dead. You know, That's the Rams. Right. The Rams. And I agree with you, though. In, in your the other thought team. that you got to think about is number. He was the first quarterback taken in every league. And every one of us. Well, I, I thought Cam was going to have a great year. I really did. I did. It, it was just. All right. Well, good for you. I got lucky, <laughs> but I didn't. I, I well, where was he up. ranked on your list? I don't know. Probably three. Down, yeah, okay. Three. I mean, it's still, I thought I didn't think he was going to be. Well, terrible. I mean, look, I mean, the, everyone's consensus top four was it Cam Newton, Everybody's. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Andrew Luck. Now look how that's turned out. Who are the top four now? You could look it's up Ryan and Luck right now, and I'm one and two. And Brees. And Brees. And Brady will probably be there. By He'll the be there within <laughs> one more week. Well, he's, he's just going to make everyone pay all the he's time. He's the leader in fantasy points per game. Cam Newton's eighth in fantasy points per game. we got to remember he missed a game mm-hmm. with that concussion by being a dumbass. Uh, but it's, it was nice to see him run. You saw him running and going for a, a you know, red zone touchdown this week, which is I, – I, that was good to see as an – I'm not an owner of him this year, but – if you were an owner, like, all right, he's not totally pussed out and scared shitless that he's not going to be Cam. So Cam's just going to be fine. Like, his weekly upside, you can't drop him if you want to trade him for name value, see what you can get back. Sure. No one's saying drop him. No. But people have asked the question, should I drop Cam Newton? No, you're right. I'm making sure that this is very clear. Yeah. You should not drop Cam see, Newton and, for and, his weekly upside. And this is this quick point. True. On, ten, on, on Twitter, we've seen it. D-Rush, you know. <laughs> on these podcasts, 248. Are we on 248 right now? 248? Yeah, 248. I think we, we talked about this back on podcast 26. Oh, like people talking about dropping a, a, a guy like Cam Newton. No. It, it, it is absolute absurdity, but people do it because... I don't know why. Because you get really pissed at a player. Yeah, like, no, they, they but wanna, then they you bench him. That's your that's your penance. I'm gonna bench you. Yeah. And if you're gonna score fucking points, it's gonna be on my fucking bench. The fuck you ain't gonna be for somebody else. I agree. 
So let's move on to the running backs. Jonathan Stewart. Love two, the way his Two touchdown is. games in a row. Love it. Targets, touches, and looks out the wazoo. Can he hold up? If so, it looks like it could be like that was two seasons ago where he closed out the season as the, as the, the strongest running back. Do you guys feel that, that something like that could happen again this season, or has he just been in good matchups? I mean, I think he's been in some good matchups, but he's also getting a couple cracks at red zone carries now, and not just one crack. Then Cam Newton gets his shot, and then Cam Newton throws. Like, so he's he's getting a couple cracks at the end zone every game. And but the thing is, he's a very good short yardage runner, and he's very good around the goal line when given opportunities. So if he's going to continue to get this many goal line carries, it's going to be a highly, you know, little Garrett Blunt-like fantasy asset for a team that moves the ball, you know, better than, you know, most teams in the league. So I definitely like a Jonathan Stewart. You know, there's no one else there to threaten his sort of workload. Cameron Artis Payne is a weekly inactive when Jonathan Stewart is healthy. Greg Olson... Coming off his worst game of the season, what do you have, just 13 yards receiving? Yeah. Um, he was my DFS fade last week. Looks like pretty yeah, good call. Yeah, mine too, mine too. Looks like a pretty good call. I did not want a lot to do with Greg Olson. This week, uh, I'm back on Greg Olson a little bit. I probably won't play him in DFS. Here, here's the thing that I think why Greg Olson can have success. is You look at this Rams defense, and I just dropped them recently as one of my defenses in one of my leagues. Because they don't get... Sacks like crazy. They're not forcing turnovers. You know, normally when you're looking at like Jeff Fisher type defenses, you're you're getting the turnovers. You're getting some sort of action from somewhere, and they're just you know. And I also am in an IDP league, and it's like Robert Quinn with like zero tackles in weeks. Not just you know like three weeks in a row, no tackles. I mean, they've got the third fewest sacks right now so it's in ridiculous. the league. It's just ten. Uh, but the thing is, you know. Aaron Donald is creating havoc in the middle of the defenses. He is getting so many hurries that it, it's insane. Uh, yeah, they're, but they're not turning the ball over and they're not getting to the quarterback at, at, at a good enough rate. Uh, you know, Carolina's offensive line played well enough against Arizona last week to where it should be able to hold up. So I, I like Kelvin Benjamin and I like Greg Olson in this matchup. You know, Kelvin Benjamin's really fallen off, you know, last couple of weeks. But he's still getting targets uh, more regularly than any other receiver. Still getting red zone targets. And now he's adding some deep shots, which is good to see. So I'm excited about – I don't know if I'm excited. But as a (laughs) wide receiver, too, you know, I think he could do a lot worse than Kelvin Benjamin this week. Uh, No, you know, the involvement is is the big key. Now that he's finally getting back there – and again, where has it become more effective? How is it always for a lot of these guys? It's about the whole package having to be there, right? So you need Jonathan Stewart to be back. Jonathan Stewart to be running the ball, doing his thing. Then that opens things up for Kelvin Benjamin down the field because Kelvin Benjamin is not that guy who's like a Brandon Cooks who can like just beat you off the line or Julian Edelman or whatever. He needs to have more development. He has to use his body to create position and space that way. So you need to have a running game to give him the opportunities. I mean, against Patrick Peterson last week, he had just five targets, caught only two passes for 73 yards. The corners for Los Angeles are not on the two same percent. level. That's good. It's a good average. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good yards per catch. 
Uh, but yeah, I think you could, you start Cam, I think you start Kelvin Benjamin, I think you start Jonathan Stewart, and I think you start Greg Olson. Other than that, I'm staying away from their ancillary players. <laughs> All right, before we go on over to um, the Rams, I want to give a, a little pyro promo. And uh, just make sure you're following us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. We're having a good time there. It's a good way to keep up. Uh, and if you follow us there, you'll know when we uh, upload a new piece. You can get it instantaneously and click the link to there. You can join and ask us questions there. Uh, follow us there. That's a big one. We're also on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one AC. Uh, our boy that we mentioned earlier, um, Pyromaniac Mo, is big on uh, Twitter as well. You can follow him at Pyromaniac Mo, basically, as it sounds. Doesn't have the one with the eye. Uh, so check him out there. He, he hops on and answers some nice questions. Um, another uh, Pyrolytics, another guy that's doing some amazing work for us right now and hooking us up big time uh, with the, uh, the charts and coming up with some great, great, great stuff for us. Pyrolytics, S-dubs, love you, love you, love you. You can find him at, at Pyrolytics. Do it up. Uh, another one is uh, Louis Mack doing our weekly uh, rankings, uh, weekly matchups, I'm sorry, on a weekly basis. That's Louis Mack, L-O-U-I-E-M-A-C, is it 08 or 8? I think it's just 8. Just 8. That guy's the greatest. I love that dude. But do a search for it if, if we're wrong by one. We don't have internet right now. Um, <laughs> Don't forget Archer and K Mills. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was talking more about uh, Archer's. Uh, what Raider Buchanan? Yeah, yeah. Archer's the man. He's uh, Stag Party and him developed and have keep on tweaking the dials. And let's give a quick shout out. Last week, number ten in the FantasyPro.com uh, player rankings from the experts. We were tenth overall, and uh, you guys said from day one it's going to take six, seven, eight weeks for us to really standardize this and figure out what's going on. And we've been tweaking the dials every uh, every week on our on our um, our little algorithm and all this good stuff. But the Archer Raider Buchanan, he's there. I love that guy. Okay, you got K Mills doing our injury report. All right, that's our Twitter action, Danny. You can be the ugliest sad sack on the planet, but if you're in a rocking band, you're the cat's pajamas, man. You're the bee's knees. Bee's knees? Yeah, the bee's knees. You're, you're part of a fantasy football website. You're the bee's knees. The bee's knees. Absolutely. All right. So let's hit up this other team in the matchup. Uh, let's, or no, we're moving on. Yeah, we're moving on. Moving on. Oh, no, we're going to the ramps. Yeah, we have got the Rams. Yeah, we have oh. quickly. Let, I mean, literally, let's. I thought I'd do this. Let's do a one-minute shotgun Rams. Fuck these guys. Gurley's not a great play, but he's not an awful play. He's getting more involved in the passing game, which is good. That's helping supplant his value. I think in PPR formats over the last three weeks, he's number thirteen if before the bye week. Um, so. But but I would just say this, Warren, you're probably not going to get the big, big plays from him because of Luke Kuechly. Maybe. Uh, also the under minute. Also, Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at the other So Britt, it looks like they're number one receiver. Uh, 
I, th- I think the Rams are going to have to throw the ball, and this looks like a funnel defense. So I, I'm, inter- I'm interested in Brett. And I don't know about Quick. Quick's there sometimes. And remember, they're talking about uh, I'll make changes at wide receiver before I make changes at qu- a quarterback. Brett's the guy who – or Quick's the guy who stopped running the route and caused that you know late-minute interception to pretty much lose the game for them. So Quick, who knows how much he's out there. Tavon Austin, I don't know if this is the week for him. <laughs> Could be. And no players caused more interceptions than that guy that I've ever seen. Yeah, and that and Lance Kendricks, I think he's an interesting player just because the rest of their team is so sort of hit or miss. I think he's the one constant guy who's like a 5-for-40 type of player, 5-for-50. Uh, he, he's not going to make those dynamic plays, but in the red zone, he's definitely one of their top options. All right, let's move on to the next game, which is uh, the Colts at the Packers. Wow, this one this one sounds like the most exciting, and let's get into it. Andrew Luck, still still rolling, still rocking, but it's as owners out there, you know, it's frustrating to watch this team. It really is frustrating to. Um, there seems like a lot more opportunities than there are. I don't know if we need to talk about luck too much because if you have them, you're starting them. Uh, but Moncrief back, got a well, touchdown. Hey, you say you're starting him, but I'm in the situation this week where I don't know if I'm starting him. And I don't either. I, I've got Cousins in my back. I got Dak Prescott against Cleveland. Cousins so, is on a bye, so you're starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I have, <laughs> I, have Dak, I have Dak Prescott against Cleveland. And the problem that I have with Andrew Luck is that the team gave him a, a shit ton of money. Oh, he, don't you fucking say that the players around him are bad because they gave him a shit ton of money. No, no, no. no don't no. you fucking... That's not Grig- what I'm saying. Don't you grig don't, don't you give me the argument that I'm not making. <laughs> I'm saying the they gave him a shit ton of money, so what do you do? You should protect your money. So why wouldn't you put other money into offensive linemen? Because well, they drafted, and they're all young. And That's, remember, didn't remember we were talking about after the draft, they went nuts. And, so it's no, 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 no. Wait. They drafted all the linemen. Who did they draft in the first round last year? Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett. Who did they draft in the first round this year? Ryan Kelly, center out of Alabama. Not a good <laughs> all right, you got me on that one. All right, you got me on that one. Right, hey, you got me there because I'm not ready, but hey, how about these? It's a rare blood disease. Stick it to demand. Neosis. What's that? I've never heard of it. You're lucky. I stick it to you. So, with Andrew Luck... His line sucks. His line sucks. He's going to get sacked a bunch of times, but then... Clay Matthews is going to break his arm like he did Hoyer. Clay Clay Matthews didn't even play last week, so we'll see if he's even healthy enough to play. Uh, Andrew Luck, you just start him against Green Bay. They give up so many passing yards, so many passing touchdowns. They shut down opposing run games. Andrew Luck's going to be a good play just on a sheer volume. It doesn't really matter. He should, he could probably throw 50 passes in this game. They might get some pressure, but he's going to be heavily, he's going to be the centerpiece of the offense like he always is. Frank Gore against this tough rush defense, I don't like it, but maybe he's the guy who just scores one, and he's been doing that and then getting three, four catches on a weekly basis. So he looks fast as fuck, too. So you're telling me forget the Dak Prescott, go with Luck. 
I mean, you can play whoever you want. It's your team. Do whatever you want. I can play. I can play the soundbite for myself. You don't have to do it. I'm looking for advice. So long term, what I was saying is, at this point, Cousins is looking real nice. Like as I know he's on by this week, but moving forward, it's like I think Cousins is outscored in the last two weeks. Well, this yeah, but Cousins also has a crappy SOS, and Luck doesn't because he plays the And I and love stuff. Luck. I love luck. It just sucks having these well 430-yard games on the, the bench. Good, and the good news for luck is, is that finally Moncrief is back, right? Now he'll finally be, I think, 100% healthy as he goes into this week. So are we going to see the definition? And we also have now, again, and I'm a Moncrief and a Hilton owner. And I, so as Moncrief starts getting healthy... Hilton gets that little, uh, was it a hamstring pull? Yeah. He comes back and, he, and he's, he's out there in the game. But it worries me because now you're also having Dorsett. So you have, now you have all the mouths to feed and they're all there. I'm not worried about Dorsett. He's, he got injured again at the end of the game in that like Hail Mary situation. But you mean, mean, mean you're not worried about him because he's just out? So, I mean, you're saying it, are no, you, I'm just not worried about him eating into the, those two receivers. Oh, so it's those, so you, you yeah. so, uh, I just want to make sure. Is I, I feel like it's 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 Hilton because Dorsett didn't do it even when he was healthy. Yeah. So it's Hilton and Moncrief and then everybody else and everybody else. Yeah. Okay. So I think Doyle gets some run. I think this week could be a pretty decent week for Doyle, especially if Dwayne Allen is out again. He's got a high ankle sprain, so I don't like the opportunity for him to return. But Moncrief, if you look at Moncrief's stat line with one touchdown, you got to remember a holding penalty wiped out a 45-yard touchdown pass. That would have put them within a touchdown uh, late in that game. And then you look at Moncrief's line then, and you're like, oh, my God, Moncrief had, what, 130 yards and two touchdowns and was a monster? So Moncrief, Hilton, both wide receiver twos. I like Hilton a little more. What healthy. He's got to get healthy. Hopefully that bye week in a couple weeks will let him sort of do that. Uh, but I still like – I don't think he could bench Hilton on such a bad week. Uh, for bye weeks, no, you cannot. There's no way. There's no way you're not playing Hilton in a short bench league. That I, the league I hate. I'm definitely out of it next year. Uh, I got, I picked up a Moncrief last week. Holla, All right, let's go over to the uh, Packers side of the ball. Aaron Rodgers kind of turning around a little bit. Jordy is still touchdown dependent, maybe a little bit much. But uh, what do you guys? What do you guys got on this side of the ball? I mean, this is another atrocious pass defense. Just an atrocious defense for them altogether. But with not having a run back, you know, to running back to potentially make anything happen on the ground, it's going to be another. It's, this game should be both the quarterbacks letting it fly, and it should be good for fantasy scoring. So. It's a lot going to depend on injuries. Is yeah. Randall Cobb completely healthy from his uh, injury? Is Ty Montgomery back from his kidney injury, which may be caused from sickle cell? Like, I really need to do some research into sickle cell, apparently. I didn't know that was a thing in fantasy football to where it's destroying guys. Also to know, is now. Jordy Nelson going to finally get back to 100% Jordy Nelson? Because this is why Devontae Adams has been the guy... Because he's the only fully 100% full. But, but he also played the Ty Montgomery role last week, so his stats are a little inflated. He was the guy coming out of the backfield, playing a lot of that hybrid running back wide receiver stats. So but that's the point, because no one can be healthy out there. So, so the fact is, no matter what, Adams is a play. 
And his best game that he had at this year was the game before that was also Montgomery's best game. But let's also remember that the courts have one good the Colts have one good corner Correct. in Vontae Davis, Davis. Yep. who probably is going to take Jordy Nelson. Uh, but the thing is, Jordy Nelson is at the age where we've seen ACL injuries start to take effect. I mean, so maybe guys... Even, even without that, the age, it takes away some of the explosion. So the duality of those two... He's basically a he's basically a Larry Fitzgerald Twilight guy, right? Well, now. and this is why the NFL has always been, which wasn't what he was when he was dominating league two years ago. What have you done for me lately? Because it's amazing how fast guys fall off the table. You know, you know. As we'll get to, I think it's a month. Is it the Monday night? Yeah, it's a Monday that we'll, we'll have the, the talk of a guy who was the talk of the town three years ago. And then retired and is coming back. But we'll get there on Monday okay. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, now you know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. I know where you're going. Anything else to talk about with uh, the Packers? I mean, I agree. Devontae Adams, the targets he's getting. It's, it's all about Aaron Rodgers and the wide receivers because there's no notable running backs to speak of. They cut Niall Davis. I don't think it's going to be Don Jackson. I, I think the guy you got to own if you're in a deep bench league is James Starks. And you got to look for him to come back because they're saying they said a month, you know, and he's missed two games now. So now you make that foreshadowing pick to where he could eventually be the receiver. But it's sort of going to depend on how many of the receivers are active to know which ones are the best plays. Because Jordy's probably going to be a play. Uh, let's see. I think Adams is a definite play as of right now. If Montgomery's back, I think he's a definite play. And if Cobb's back, I think he's a definite play. But now if one of these, you know, three guys, one of these four guys is out, one of the three, or, okay, Cobb or Montgomery, if one of those two guys were to be out, then I'm definitely bumping up the others because this is going to be a pass-happy pass sort of team. But if you have to choose now, Rodgers or Luck in this matchup in Green Bay, depending, it all depends on how you feel the game is going to go. Like, and the way that I look at it is, I just think that Green Bay is going to be leaning so much more on Rodgers now that I'm taking Rodgers all day long, and I'm a luck, I'm a luck owner, and I'm a person they had in my top four. Rodgers is my number four, but he hasn't really done it until recently. But but I think that you know, and it was Atlanta, so let's 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 temper our expectations yeah, this there. Is, this is only Indianapolis. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> why I'm saying. Like but that, but that's why I'm liking him. That's and at home. And without the, the, the stable running attack that you can count on. Let's be honest. Air attack there. It's wide receivers and air and Aaron Rodgers. There's no tight end action. The running back situation's crap. Even the running back, Ty Montgomery in some leagues, is the wide receiver anyway. So, good times with fantasy. Let's get on to the last game. Um, but before, but before we, do that, we do that, let's get Houdini another uh, Wagapaka camp. Camp Wagapaka. Oh, no, we haven't even talked about it. So I'm wearing. I, I had. I found this crazy shirt in uh, at Radstock when I was doing my Halloween shopping, and uh, it's a gr- bright, bright green, white writing with a stag on it's the front of it. Got a stag on it, and, and, and like. Wood, cheap wood paneling writing. It's got like Wapaka, Wisconsin. I went to Camp Wapaka. I had to buy the shirt. I'll wear it with pride. Holla for it out. Nice yeah, damn right. All right. Well, let's let him pay for that shirt with this. How about, how about before we. we no. Pay? Okay. All right. We're back at the last game 
Titans at our last game of the afternoon. Titans at the Chargers. And let's talk about right now the Titans. And we're going to start with Mariota. What's the, what was that sound for? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> tired. So, Marcus Mariota, you know, coming off a great stretch over the last four weeks. He gets another defense that can be passed on. The strength of the San Diego Chargers defense has been pass rush as of late, but the Titans are just allowing no pass rush. So I'm definitely excited to see Mariota going up against one of the better defenses he has faced recently. Um, let's, Let's see what he can do. Let's see if they let him run the ball on... Let's see if they let him run the ball more again because they're on the road this week. You know, DeMarco Murray potentially a little hobbled because his his MRI turned up pretty good or pretty no significant things. It looked pretty okay. Like it was very nonchalantly saying okay, but so if you're a Derrick Henry owner, uh, it's definitely a guy you have to keep owning. He will be. And if you're a, if he's available in your league, Derrick Henry should be owned everywhere. If you're a DeMarco Murray owner, I think it's very important you own uh, Derrick Henry because he, if he were to get injured, it'd be a very very valuable fantasy pick. <laughs> For sure. Other than that, you know, looking at the wide receivers, which one do you start? Rashard Matthews has been their guys that's starting, uh, like playing eighty percent of the snaps. He's their main go-to wide receiver one. Uh, and I, I like Rashard Matthews for the rest of the season. It's like a wide receiver four or five. Kendall Wright, I'm a little bit worried about. He keeps making flash plays, <laughs> but he's not getting on the field enough. Over the last three weeks, he's been on the field just 40% of the time. So they're not playing him in two wide receiver sets. They're still playing Tajay Sharp over him. And, and it's just a little confusing about why they don't let just Kendall Wright usurp. Tajay Sharp at this point, maybe it's because hey, we're building for the future. We think Tajay right. is a part he's, of that. We don't think Wright is, and they're and they're not going to want to sign him to his next contract. And so, why are we going to invest in the guy? But that's so, stupid right now because you're in the division. Yeah. You're in a division. Yeah, you're race. in a hunt. I agree, but but you know, but he's he's seeing action. He's making hay with what he's given, right? So yeah, but maybe. He, well, no, what has no, Tajay Sharp done? Nothing. Absolutely nothing over the last four, four or five weeks. I agree. But Jesus. it's one of these things that, you know what, if you're deciding whether you're going to pay a player and, you know, who's the coach? Is it Munchak, right? So, no. Who's the coach? No. It's, it's, <laughs> who is the coach? Kirk, Kirk, um, what? No. Uh, <laughs> no, I was, I was calling him, uh, Mike Kevin Malarkey? Costner. Kevin Costner. Mike Malarkey? Kevin Malarkey. Okay, okay, right. And who was a, a guy that's been around the league for a long time? A guy that's a no-nonsense guy. A guy who's a bad football coach. Well, who's been around me for a long time? Who's not going to invest in a bad player because he's gone down that road before? Or a guy who's just not going to give him the consistent production that he needs? You, you look at Kendall Wright. Are you telling me that you can count on him on a weekly basis for consistent production? No, we're not. At this yeah, point? That's no, I'm telling you, if he played the same amount of snaps as Tajay Sharp, I'm telling you, you can count on a lot more consistent production out of Kendall Wright than you could out of Tajay Sharp. 
That's what I'm saying. For sure. Oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. But I, but you look at the way that this team it's not is, happening. Though. Do you think this team is actually going to go anywhere in the playoffs? I, it doesn't matter if they're going to go anywhere in the playoffs. But getting a young team like this to the playoffs is a step. I understand, but the other thing is that when teams are bad, they all of a sudden overperform where they're going. The problem is that it, no, no, no. the problem is that it doesn't mesh with what the, the front office wants, right? The front office is probably looking and going, Kendall Wright, we gave you every chance to do this. We want to move on, so we want, that's why we're giving that's why we're giving Tajay Sharp so many opportunities. He's had two 100 yard games in the last day. I know. It's frustrating. Let's move on. From, let's talk about. I hate Ken. I hate fucking talking about Kendall Wright. Do you want to start him? Yeah, on a bye week like this. Do you like, want to start him? Potentially. Never. Okay, I'm with you. Never want to start him. I don't. I get it. He's doing all right. Keep it up. When those guys do that, I go, God bless you. Just do it for someone yeah. else. He's got to be on somebody else. When it's I like owned Sean Jackson, because when, when I he gets those light up games, like. Amen. No, no. You had nine terrible weeks. I don't have Deshaun on my, on, my, on my bad side. I'm just saying in general. Because I picked him in the year that he lit it up, and I only owned him in that year, so I only had good feelings. So Kendall Wright over the last three it's weeks. It's all about when you own him and how you own him. That's, That's true. not true. You're, 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 Kendall Wright in the last three weeks is the number seven wide receiver in fantasy football. Number seven. Great. I want you to start him. 14 of 18. Cheers. He's caught 14 of 18 targets for 229 yards and two touchdowns. Like, this isn't a guy you can just overlook because, I mean, they need a weapon in the passing game, and we've seen him be the best weapon for two out of the last three weeks. The question is, why won't they give him Tajay Sharp's job? I agree. That's why we're happy that you are the robot and we are the heart. We've been burned by him for ages, so we just... We, we're never going to get those points or the heartache. We're just done with them. We've moved on. He's by Lewis Murphy. <laughs> All right, let's go over to the Chargers. Who? Stag party. You are excited about a player and think he might be a league winner with the what's going on with that SOS. Give the fans and give the peeps a talk because I agree. So, well, later this week we'll have our rest of season SOS. and We'll have it off tomorrow. Playoff SOS posted. Uh, you can see by position and which team and how it sort of shakes out for them based on live season numbers. So the San Diego Chargers passing game is about to be a lot better. They've gotten through their rough stretch of playing Denver. So uh, they get to play the Oakland Raiders a few times. They get to play you know some of these other teams, and it's just going to work out well. With Travis Benjamin getting a second opinion on a PCL injury that's been lingering, I think Tyrell Williams is a guy, right now he's wide receiver 22 in standard scoring. Uh, I don't think people think he's you know that high. 23. 23. I don't think people that's think, insane. I don't think people think he's that high. And you know, after coming off a game against Denver, I think he scored you know one fantasy point. So I think right now you could buy this guy. He's still got a buy coming up. So if you're in a six and two sort of uh, position in your league, buy him as a wide receiver three. Uh, maybe even you don't only have to give up a flex type player to get him. Get two for one package for him. Uh, I think they're going to be quick to move off him. But you should try and buy because this schedule for them opens up so so well. The playoff SOS is amazing. We've seen him be, he's used as the field stretcher uh, in this offense. 
We know Philip Rivers throws one of the prettiest deep balls in the league, especially if anything were to happen to Travis Benjamin to where he'd be shut down for a few weeks. He'd be a must-start on a weekly basis. DFS, great guy. They're going to be under under, um, salary, so I I like it. Can I give you the schedule? Yeah. So he's got Tennessee, then Miami, bye week, at Houston, home for Tampa, at at Carolina, home for Oakland. Cake. And week 16, week 16, at Cleveland. Cake. And if you want to play Week 17, it's, it's home versus Kansas City. Is Inman a guy that I, I know this is the number one guy you like here, but is Inman a guy that if you can't get him, then no. something else happens? Because he's I mean, had some all right games. He's had some all right games. If you could pick him up off the waiver wire, I'm not going to spend anything for Dontrell Inman. But if he's on your waiver wire and something were to happen to a Travis Benjamin, he'd be getting a lot more targets. So I, I like Inman as maybe a long-term hedge play. Uh, on Travis Benjamin. I, I like him not in a 10 man league because you can find other depth. 12 yeah. man league depends on how smart your other arms are and how deep the benches are. Uh, because Inman, you know what? He's been given about, so many about, opportunities. What about a 32 man league? Hey, <laughs> I'll tell you what, you're 32, he looks great. <laughs> Play him! Anything else we want to talk about? You want to go over it? I mean, Gordon's... Melvin Gordon's pretty much a a must-start on a weekly basis. Of course. Stop asking us questions that if you should start Melvin Gordon. Because what is he in scoring right now? Uh, He is number three. Number three. And the amount of pass routes he's running, uh, he's just playing so many snaps. We saw maybe his best rushing performance of the season last week. So... In a hard matchup? Yeah, Denver's not great against the run anyway. It's considered one of the better defenses. Everyone well, is it's, like, oh, it's good. On face value, it's amazing. Yeah, and value. the thing is, though, Gordon is a guy that struggled so mightily last year as a rookie. He couldn't get off the ball at all. And now all of a sudden we're looking at him and you want to watch him run. It's more like what you saw at Wisconsin where the blocking develops up and all of a sudden he can show you that burst through the hole and, and, he's, and he can do it in different multi, multifaceted ways. The reason why I love him so much is because his rushing yards aren't enormous. He's not like one of the higher. He's not doing that great. He's he's so got touchdowns takeoff. on the ground. He's got touchdowns in the air. He's not even crushing it that bad in, in his receiving yards. But he's just consistently getting points across all the frontier. And we, we know that we say touchdown dependency, be a little scared. Yardage dependency, be a little scared. Right? He's just doing it. He's only he's he's less than twenty behind uh, David Johnson who's got essentially 100 yards more receiving and 200 yards more rushing than him, but he's getting those friggin' touchdowns, but he's still getting the yards. So you love what you're seeing from him on getting that, points from all the facets of the game. No one's questioning David Johnson. Yeah. But and he's not. But David Johnson, uh, he's, he's, he's getting a ton of receiving, but he doesn't have any TDs there. That's what I'm saying. It's like with Melvin Gordon. It's like it's, it's a thing. And look at the team, right? Where's the talent on a team? So you want to wonder, where's the threat going to come from when for Melvin Gordon? Gone. The, all the threats are gone. It's Melvin it. Gordon's show. Love it. Anything else we got to talk no. about there? Tanja Henry coming oh, back. Yeah. Uh, 
how many? Hunter, Hunter Henry is, is a difficult case because he had a concussion, played last week, then got uh, banged up to his knee. We'll see with Hunter Henry if he's able to play. But he said, basically, I'm a tough dude. I'm going to tough this thing out. But over the last couple of weeks, it's sort of fallen back to earth. Uh, and now Antonio Gates is getting a little bit healthier on a weekly basis. And he looks more and more involved, scoring touchdowns you know, here and there. So I, I like them both. Uh, I mean, but Hen- I feel better about Gates with Henry Moore, the shot-in-the-dark type tight end. Uh, and then I, I like Phillip Rivers, you know, a lot in this matchup, except Tennessee plays that kind of ball control offense that suppresses offensive plays. Nice. All right. Well, let's see what happens. I think that's one of those games that's fun. Uh, it, it should be fun. There should be some exciting stuff happen, and a lot of fantasy players in that one. So the um, Sunday Night Football in America is going to be the Broncos at the Raiders. Uh, you know, whatever. We got Simeon. Is, is Simeon, whatever. Is he, is he the answer? Is he going to uh, obviously he's not, looking, he's not looking like much of the answer right now. He, I mean, basically, he's a backup quarterback trying to pretend that he's a starting quarterback who's a game manager. Let's move on before we even get to the running back situation. What are, you, what, are, what are your thoughts right now on Demarius? I, I was hoping for great things from him. It, it all comes back to quarterback play. I mean, uh, he's I mean, dropping do, balls. He, he just kind of. The only time I feel comfortable with that guy, and it, I guess plenty of it's on Trevor's uh, chest, but is the time when they get the bubble screens. It's like, all right, bubble screen, he's going to catch it, he's going to get it at the negative half. Behind the line by half yard, and let's see if he can take it from there. Yeah. Other than that, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot on Trevor Simeon again. He's just not throwing a very good ball. I don't think Trevor Simeon is very good right now. After you know, just watching a lot is of Demarius that good right now. Demarius, the thing is, Demarius is like what wide receiver fifteen. Emmanuel Sanders is wide receiver fourteen. Uh, so I think Sanders proven that he's a little bit better and he can do a, a variety of different things and he's you know more dependable. So I think he's going to continue to be the wide receiver sort of pseudo one on that team. But Tavarius is still going to be there for the deep shots and the bubble screens and then the slants and just the route tree for Demarius Thomas has never been that big. And now when a quarterback can't hit him in stride to let him do his thing, he's not nearly as effective as he was, you know, in his heyday. Right, because he's also not that guy that Emmanuel Sanders is more the, I'm going to break downfield and, and get that separation. Demarius is not getting that separation as much anymore. So he has to use his size and, 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 and an ability to get in there. And, he, and as you said, if you're not getting led... You know, that's where he was making his hay because it was like, take that screen, get the advantage, and then take it and go. The amazing thing is, is that you would not think, Demarius is a target machine when he had those uh, Peyton Manning years. Yeah. Right now, you've got, Emmanuel Sanders got 75 targets on the season to 65, 64. And they're very similar in the yardage, and obviously, uh, you know, Emmanuel's got one more, one more TD, but... Like Zach said, 14 and 15, but Emmanuel Sanders getting more targets than Demarius, that's hard to believe. Well, but the other thing is this. It's not that hard to believe because in the offense that they're running. It's Gary Kubiak offense. You want to know what? 
What's Gary Kubiak offense? It's more run oriented. And even but now that you've lost the middle, the middle, I'm saying, I'm saying not even that you've lost CJ Anderson and you see Devontae Booker in there, they're still a run heavy offense. And it's just maybe it's built around the way that the, and I think it, it's it's they're constructing this team as where with Peyton Manning is we're gonna beat you. What this team is, they're saying we're going to stay with you and outlast you and hope that our defense puts us over the edge. And as you said, this is where they're struggling this year. They may be 6-2. and two. Where would you rather be? A 6-2, and two, uh, was this a pregame show or whatever? Or was just, I can't remember. But so, uh, do <laughs> I want to be a 6-2 and two Denver Bronco or a 6-2 and two Oakland Raider? I want to be a Raider. Yeah. Because that's an upswing. Yeah. And... The Denver thing seems like we're holding on for dear for dear breath because where if you fall behind you can be beat. Whereas Derek Carr has shown you I'm a fourth quarter motherfucking killer assassin who is going to come back every time. He's before, the new, he's this generation Joe Montana. I I don't disagree. But before we get to uh, Carr and we'll, we'll let's make it. Trim on him. Let's talk about this backfield. I mean, what about the backfield? Is Devontae Booker? Devontae Booker. But he didn't look great. If no. C.J. Anderson came out and played that game, people would be clamoring for Devontae Booker right now. But hold on. The one thing I will say, though, the first play of the game, he hurt his shoulder. Yeah. So he didn't yeah. look great because he, he was hurt. And then he came back. He was in the locker room. He's like, fuck this. I got my opportunity. I don't care how hurt I am. I'm getting the fuck back out there. I'm playing. I'm not going to lose this opportunity. Sure. And he should have scored two or three touchdowns to give him a huge fantasy day. Great. But if C.J. Anderson ran the way he did on most plays, people would be calling for his head. And so it's not like it was a you know dominant, like this guy is the next David Johnson. Without so a touchdown, was, it's well, not dominant at all. Don't forget about that, but also can't we agree? It's one of those things. It's easy to be the guy that comes in when the guy in front of you fails. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're given the, the job to be that guy, and you realize that it's a different role. Same reason why it's the hardest thing in the world to close out the ninth inning in a baseball game. To be that pitcher, it's a different mentality. You could be no, the best it's, seventh it's harder. Inning. It's harder to go from the ninth inning to the seventh inning if you're a Raldis Chet. <laughs> <laughs> but he was told beforehand. Here's the question I have. Are there many players out there right now that you would want to have at running back over Devontae? I mean, are there that many? There can't be. With that situation, with that lack of competition, with the thing that we've been talking about all offseason. And the lack of a quarterback that's strong. Lack of going to be And he's a talented mofo. This is a guy that just is ready to go. So there's not the the Devontae Booker thing. I'm not No, I know. I know you're not. I know you're not. But we get a lot of stuff on Twitter. We all get a lot of questions on second base. It's like, is Devontae Booker? You gotta be loving what's going on. How's his strength schedule? Well, how about the the Raiders this week is fantastic. I, and I, I'll yeah. So basically, the thing I, I maybe want twelve or thirteen running backs over Devontae Burger, but I think he's a high end RB two then. And you know, coming after a couple weeks of what we saw there, it, it's definitely different. You know, than the prospects were two weeks ago. When of course. He was, 
when he was getting five touches a game. So, yeah. And, and we know how volatile the position is. What's the strength of schedule that you're feeling? I'm asking you a stack party question. Then you give the schedule. Right. On your SLS that you delivered to me today, how's, he, how's Denver's backfield situation looking? Denver, for the rest of the season, has the second best strength of schedule. <laughs> All right, so at Oakland, you really like this. At New Orleans, how are we feeling? Love that. Uh, Kansas City at home. After a bye. At Jacksonville, how are we feeling? Uh, okay. At Tennessee. Tough. New England at home. Tough. At Kansas City in week 16. Raiders to close out in week 17. Yeah, I mean. It's, but it's number two, but it's not great in the championship. No, it's not because you have Kansas City. Uh, it's a so Kansas, it's, Kansas but, City's. Oh, did you say it was on the road? Yeah. That that's the tough part playing in a hero. Alright, let's move on. We don't need to go too much, but I like that we went to the minutia Devonta Parker is a guy that we talked about Booker, and said Booker. he was gonna Booker, sorry. Devonta Booker is good, was gonna have his opportunity for all the reasons. So and so, he's so, got him and I'm I'm happy for So let's focus that. on this then. Look, you got Oakland this week, you got New Orleans, and then you have the bye week. So look, if you can get a strong performance this week. Maybe this is where, if you're a Booker owner, look to trade him before the bye week. Get someone to buy into all of that because it is a, the, the strength of schedule is heavily loaded toward the next four, three out of four weeks that, the, that he's playing, and you have a bye week in there. So maybe you can get somebody who, who wants to bite on it, especially if you get a good week this week. Use it to your advantage. I like that call, but also sometimes it's too robotic. He's got the second best overall. Sometimes just ride the fuck. Yeah, second. Ride, ride, second. Ride, the, ride, the guy, ride the guy and just say, this guy's, they're going to be trading. And he's a rookie, rich. and he can get hot, and he doesn't know any better, so he's just going to keep going the way he's going. Yeah. Second best. Uh, Could be next. Rest, this year's T. Uh, Gurley, sorry. Second best for the rest of the season, 20th over those last sort of four weeks. Yeah, cool. Amen. I love that. But I'm just excited that guy's gotten this game. Don't want, you know, Anderson to be injured, but like a booker. All right, let's go to the flip side. Derek Carr. Really, really threw up a real stink show. 70 points in one of my leagues this week. (laughs) I got 47 in the league I had, and then 70 in my big play bonus. 500 yards get to... And jeez, woo! Does it come back down to earth, or does it not matter? It comes back down to earth. I mean, and he'll be coming back down to earth for a few weeks going forward, I think. I mean, Oakland has a tough schedule in the second half. It's something that he also had last season and really struggled down the stretch. His first half numbers last year were actually just as good as they are this year, except he fell off the face of the earth in the second half. He needs to prove that that's not a trend. And, you know, playing Denver this weekend is... Not a, it's not a good situation for him. No, you know what it is? It becomes one of these situations as a fantasy owner where you're really depending on a player's progress and development in their in their entire growth, right? Because here's Carr who's given you what you know you're saying, same as, as last year, but there's a difference this year. The way he's giving you the points this year, he's doing it as a late game assassin. A guy who, when the pressure's on, has shown a steely-eyed face and be able to perform and take you on the one drive. We gotta go 40 yards, we gotta go 50 yards, we gotta go 70 yards. 
and he's taking you on those drives. So, with the tough schedule and the Broncos being the ultimate in this, you know, facade of whatever it may be, but if you look at defending Super Bowl champions, defense that was beyond recognition, can't They're not be, there anymore. No, 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 but, but no, but I'm saying, this is the part where, that where, where he needs to say, you know what? I am Derek Carr, and I am this, and it's this just, is that, none of that shit matters. No, 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 I don't. I don't all talk, that matters I, is they. I, all that matters is I, they I need to win against the Broncos because it's a division opponent, or they are for real. Here's where no, I'm no, going. But it's this. also about the big players showing up in the big games. It, Can Amari Cooper not get shut down in this game? Can Amari Cooper be what he was? Can Derek Carr go? If they're shutting down Amari Cooper, I can make. Crabtree greater, I can make Walford greater, I can make someone else great. And the one thing we got to remember is this season, a number of times on this podcast, in season, my first example is the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan. You're like, oh, Matt Ryan's on fire. Now he's going to show up and go against the Denver Broncos. Guess what? Matt Ryan remained on fire. He crushed the Denver Broncos in that game. I think Derek Carr, I don't think the Broncos really are. They're a great defense. They're probably number one, number two defense overall. Scored 15 points against the Broncos. That's not a terrible game. I, I mean, but it's not like he's blowing the world up against the Broncos. But Nobody blows the world up against the Broncos. I'm not. Are you that? Are you, are you you're going to sit Derek Carr, though, against the Broncos? I would. Alright, so I'm for a which call I'll give you I'll give you three because I'm gonna call right now. Oh, no, no. I think Carr is gonna I'll give you a perfect I'll give you a perfect example because I'm in a league where I have it and I'm and I'm four and four where I, I should be six and two but I'm screwed over and playing bad schedule. I got Palmer. Is he who's on by? He's on by. How Palmer's about high. I got Tannehill or Carr? Okay, Tannehill's just trash, so you're not bringing anything good to me. <laughs> well, I tried, I tried. I any... thought Palmer, but then I forgot. We haven't talked about the Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, and I, thank you, Stags. You gave me actually two points. He only scored 15. He's, I thought you said 17. Two points. I said 15. He said 15. Uh, okay. Sorry. The thing, okay, over the last three weeks, Denver. No, either way, no, no, we're, we're, we're both wrong. Okay, Stags over the last three weeks, Easy. Denver is allowing 9.5 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Over the last five, 10.9 points. And on the season, 12 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. The only quarterback who has had a good game against them this season is Cam Rock Newton. Osweiler. Cam Newton in week one when he rushed for a touchdown. So if you take out his rushing touchdown, his fantasy points would have been 15, uh, 15.2. So, you know, I, I don't see Derek Carr rushing for a 54 yards and a touchdown. I agree with you. That's why we pay you the big bucks. Stack party, thank you. English, uh, what, science, what else, uh, geography, history, Latin, Spanish, French, Latin, uh, math, did I say that right? Anyway, you know, just all the stuff you want your kids to know, it's been covered, okay? So the thing is, while I really think he's not going to have a great passing game, the thing that happens is, why is Denver so successful? It's because they can rush the passer and rush Those the Those are cheaters. <laughs> That's New England! 
Okay. Well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> okay. So I've got a lot. I've got a lot of Denver Broncos fans and anything with the Bron- of Patriots. Like cheaters, cheaters. So uh, I just wanted to say that. So the thing is, Broncos it's cheat. it's going to be tough for the Raiders. It's going to be tough for the Broncos to get pressure on the Raiders. The Raiders are allowing very few sacks on the season. They're allowing very few pressures on the season. They're one of the best offensive line. So that's going to take Denver out of their game a little bit. They're, they can't get as much pressure. Are they going to blitz more? And what does that do to their corners? We've got to see if Akeem's leave is back and healthy because he missed last week's game. Yeah. But Denver at full strength, I thoroughly believe that. I mean, we just saw a couple weeks ago, we saw Derek Carr get shut down at home by the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, yes, it was a rainy game, so maybe the weather will have an effect on the game, but other than that. But, okay, so maybe what the Raiders decided to do is this is a game where we have to maul the Broncos up front. We have to make uh, running the ball the priority. Cause that's we have how- to make running the ball great again? Yes. <laughs> so they have to make running the ball... On November 8th, sorry. No, he said November 9th. They have. They you have. said November twenty eighth. Wow, you're making Stag's. When you see creases in Stag's hair and he grabs his hair, this is Stag parties. Houdini or Noonan just went over line. Creases in the creases in the forehead and he touches his hair. You know what? I tell, buddy. I think we all need a break, so we're just gonna take a bell birdie. We were singing. We were singing, and we were learning. We were learning in sing song. Huh. One of your methods? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find that it's really helpful when you're teaching the subjects that are the boring subjects. So, to finish what I was trying to say ten minutes ago, you have to make boring. running the ball a priority against the Denver Broncos, who are allowing the... Uh, 14th most fantasy points to opposing running backs. They are not the same on defense up the middle as they were last year. If the Raiders can pound the ball up the middle, they will have a much better chance of taking down this Broncos team. But if they'll run the ball like they've been the last few weeks and go, you know, aerial assault and nothing else, it's not going to end as well for them. Carr should throw a couple picks. Love it. Uh, it's amazing how awesome. Now with that game this week, uh, you got Cooper hopped into the top ten. Crabtree number five. Wow, Woo, that's awesome. Um, hey, before we get to the uh, Monday night game, Stag Party, want you to do a little pyro promo on your stint in uh, Sunday mornings with the uh, radio show. So give a little shout out and tell the fans how they that they're in Chicago and locally in the Midwest they can listen to you real time, and then the people outside how they can activate and uh, find the show. So uh, Sunday morning, I am on the score. Uh, it is six seventy thescore.com or if you're in the Chicagoland area, it's just six seventy on the AM dial. Uh, it's an hour of fantasy football talk. We get to all the late-breaking news, lineup decisions, talk some DFS plays, talk a, just a bunch of fantasy football talk. It's a good time if you want to listen in. Again, that's 670thescore.com slash listen or 670 on the AM dial, uh, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. We do me a favor? I want to know when you're going to be on 670thescore slash dot dot watch. 
Like I can watch the Spiegel and Goff show. I want to see you in the studio. You don't want to see what I look like Sunday morning. With Joe O. I want to see you and Joe O in the studio together. He's got a face. We've all got faces for radio. (laughs) Uh, But Stag Party, uh, make sure on Facebook and on Twitter. I know you do on Twitter, but uh, post afterwards the link to the archive show. Because that's the one thing that's kind of hard to find. I remember the when I was trying to go back, I'm like, geez, like, why? So let's make sure we post those ones. All right, let's get on to, uh, the before we get on to the last game, um, Monday Night Football, let's listen to Wapaka, Wisconsin. Wapaka. Holla for a dollar, the Bills. Are going to be playing the Seahawks. Yeah. Guess what? A wrinkle has been added. My little guy is back unretired. I'm I got a headache. I got a headache. Yeah. I'm I need, can you give me a bear? Can you give me a bear? I got yeah, a headache. Yeah, blow? No, bear aspirin. Uh, bear. Did you say bear? 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 I think bear? bear. Like like our our character was for Percy. I remember. Uh, right. Bear aspirin. Okay, I thought you said banger. Banger. Oh, no. If I was going to say that, no, go on. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Stag party, T-Mobile, looking like a genius. Give us a little lowdown. Harvin's back. Before you go, actually, one thing I want to say: I was at the Bears game last night, and a, a guy walked right by us as he was leaving with his girlfriend down her aisle, and he had a Mil, he had a uh, not Milwaukee, Minnesota Vikings, Percy Harvin. Jersey on, and both Stavish to the right of me and Wasserman to the left of me go, dude, that guy's wearing like the oldest jersey ever for him. And then this morning, he comes out of retirement like, that fucking guy that you ripped on had a premonition. He had a premonition. Harvin's back. And who is he activating against? The Seattle Seahawks. Is there, oh. a, is there maybe a reason that's like, hey, guys, I got a little score to settle with a little peak arrow. Would you just activate me for at least for one game? I know so. How much for one rib? I, How much for one rib? Give me some coke, splash it in my hand for 10 cents. I have a feeling Percy Harvin will be at the, at, for the flip, for the coin flip. Oh, he'll be Rex is sending him out. Yeah, maybe. You know where uh, Percy Harvin's not going to be? In my rankings. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. So, there's that. Drive, drive for show, putt for dough, <laughs> don't play Percy. I'll say one thing, though. It would be nice. Percy Harvin, all I got to do is uh, like locate the, the bare aspirin, grow it up a bit, screw the jerseys. And we'll just have it, whatever team he's on, we, we're, he's an easy character. He's like an ex-girlfriend to me. I've been mooching off you for years, and it's never been a problem until she showed up. Just dump her, man. Yeah, well, if you don't come up with some money, she's going to dump me. She's fed up. Really? Because that would be a good thing. She's a nightmare. I'm done. I'm done with that nightmare. So so let's talk about the bills for real. Sounds like every girlfriend over her head. Wait, what? I don't want to play Tyrod Taylor against the Seahawks at home. Uh, even if it is a Monday night game, I don't want to play Tyrod Taylor against the Seahawks. He might be able to rush for some yards. Uh, Boss one. But he might be able to, yeah, he might have 50 yards and a touchdown rushing, but 
could he be held under 100 yards passing with how he's been throwing the ball lately with these wide receivers? Absolutely. <laughs> Will he score? Does he have a potential to score you 40 or 30 or 40 points? No. No. There you go. I mean, also. It's, you're hoping for the best case scenario is I get 23 points out of him. I mean, he's got a chance, just not this week. Yeah. Okay. But. Um, he's been done. Here's the thing no, I, would not I hate him. about this game. You've got LaShawn McCoy and you've got Mike Gillisley. If you're an owner of either of these guys and you don't own both, how do you handle the situation? It's a Monday night game. Um, if you're a LaShawn McCoy owner, it's a bye week. you got to get an early report that LaShawn McCoy is going to be back this week. Do I think he's going to be back? No. But we haven't heard early enough this week yet to make that. So if you know, if they're going to keep it a game-time decision between the two, you've got to start somebody else unless you own them both. Right. Uh, I mean, maybe you could take a flex dart throw at Gillisley. Other than that, uh, I mean, it's just not a great situation. I don't think you could start any of their wide receivers. Now, now here's the thing. When you talk about, if, you, if you're a McCoy owner, hopefully you've already addressed the situation, right? And with the Monday night start, you're just going to have to say, I have to go as long as I addressed it at an early enough time that I have an option. So go with your other option because the odds of him playing are slim. And if he does play, it could be limited. And it's against Seattle. So what are you expecting to get? You're Let's hoping, move on. Right. So Let's move on. And, and I'll tell you this. There's no one that you need to, to, to worry about. You're going to want to start Robert Woods, or you're going to want to start... No, we've already said no, it. Exactly. We're done. The only way, one thing I like about talking about the Bills right now, Jim Kelly said Tom Brady's the best. You know what I love time. about him? Is watching the expression of uh, Rob Ryan on his face uh, as, defense, as offenses are just rolling over his defense and him having to turn to Rex and go... Uh, I'm your twin, right? You're supposed to mimic me. <laughs> no, hey, you're on your own with that lap band, you fucker. What's up? All right. Let's Fli- move on to the next. Flipping over to the other side? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. done. I almost don't want to start any of the Seahawks. Are I, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I start Jimmy. I'm probably going to start Jimmy Graham before I'm a Jimmy Graham owner. But, you know, the revenge game narrative didn't work out too great last <laughs> week. And, you know, there's the fact that the Bills are really good at defending opposing tight ends. But I, I like Jimmy Graham the best of all their pass catchers with all the other tight ends up by Jimmy Graham's. You like Jimmy, Jimmy Graham of all their players. Even Russell Wilson is below Jimmy Graham at this point. Yeah. It, it's bad for Russell That's, Wilson. Russell Wilson's bad. Baldwin... Below Grimmy, Jimmy Grimmy, Grimmy Jam. I mean, it, it's <laughs> hey, I'll take that as my new way to fuck. Instead of what did I used to call him? Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Smith. Now I'm gonna call him. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call him uh, uh, Grimmy Jam. Uh, I mean, Doug Baldwin's an interesting enough play. Who you know he hasn't really been great this season. Hasn't been awful. He's got like 11 more fantasy points than a Jimmy Graham so far this season. He's been pretty awful for where he went, let's be honest. I mean, ever since week three, it's been pretty bad. Ever since he scored, you know, he caught eight passes for 164 yards and a touchdown. He's 32 right now. And he was was drafted like 14. Really? 
I don't know if he was drafted that high, but really, I mean, he was drafted as a top, top twenty four receiver. I mean, four. Yeah. Yeah, he, no, he, he, he ADP. I'm just I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I don't know what his, you know, <laughs> he, he, was, he, ended up he was a top twenty guy. He was top yeah. twenty. It was it was about seventeen, eighteen is where he was at ADP at at uh, draft time. Yeah, I mean. Because everyone's buying he's in. underperformed, but it, it all comes down to Russell Wilson right now. Because Russell Wilson's inability to run is changing the whole offense. Oh, it's, 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 it's ridiculous because he cannot be... You know, there are certain guys who can be a pocket passer or a outside running type guy. He, he's always been the hybrid. Right. And, and, and unfortunately... The, the the key is he was better always as like anytime you have a guy that's better outside the pocket and uses their legs, you need to the, those pocket passers can live forever. Those other guys have a limited lifespan on the on the, on the shelf. I, I I sort of just disagree about that. The problem with Russell Wilson is he can't move inside the pocket, and that's what made or, him as the best as a pocket. He can't passer. move at all right now. I, well, when, yeah. I, when I say hybrid. I agree with you. Right when I said that, it's more about the hybrid still behind the line of scrimmage. Still running around behind the line of scrimmage yeah. to make things happen. It's not all about him being a runner, a runner, a runner. Although, let's be honest, he three years ago, four years ago, he ran for 800 yards. Right. I think we covered it last on last week's show. I, I don't have it, but he's got under 50 yards rushing because, so far. But, no, no, but this is the point. 61. Look, because whenever the play would break down, he would use his legs to get out of trouble. The difference is when you have a pocket pass, when you have an Aaron Rodgers, when you have a, a Tom Brady. 44. They, Hold on, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Russell Wilson's got 44 yards rushing on 25 carries, zero TDs. And can I tell you, he's ranked 23rd at quarterback. Tannehill's ahead of him. Right. Alex Smith's ahead of him. I'm talking about 23rd. This is my this point. Is, I love this, so let me finish my point. <laughs> the difference is, is that when you have guys like in the pocket, okay, now we know Aaron Rodgers can run with the ball, but let's talk about Tom Brady. Tom Brady cannot run, right? Peyton Manning could not run, right? You know what you know? No, 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 no. I got a question. Yes. How many yards rushing this year does Tom Brady have? He's probably up like 35 or 40. 44. There is Same exact amount so as Russell This Wilson. is my point. <laughs> because the difference is, is that when Tom Brady and, and like Peyton Manning, immobile quarterbacks, guys that you look at and go, you ain't not running the ball against me. Bullshit. They are able to sense pressure be able to move within the pocket and they just stay viable. Not like Big Ben who can take a hit and shed the hit, right? That's a different thing. The mobility of understanding when the pressure is coming and being able to say, I need to move up or I need to I need to slide left or I need yeah. to slide right. Manning was amazing at that because that guy is the most immobile quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life. How did he live? He didn't have a great line in Indianapolis when he was there. Tom Brady... He's had good lines, but at the same time, it's just he's got eyes behind the back. It's all it's, it's eyes in the back of his head, and just knowing I have to have a short release on this one, and I'll have time on this one. It's an eight, but you don't the have like Russell Wilson. Wilson. Wilson has that, but he, no, 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 he but, doesn't have that mobility right but now. Wilson had it because of his ability to freeze a defender and a linebacker by faking with one step to run, and then I could throw, or faking to throw, freeze him and I would, I would run by him. If you don't have your ability to run and you're just a pure pocket passer, now it's guile. And as as good as Russell Wilson is, there's no way in hell that you're going to tell me 
the guile, even though he's been to a Super Bowl, all that's built on legs and the other the other ability. He doesn't have that pocket guile that a Tom Brady, a, an Aaron Rodgers, a. Uh, well, that's not an, a fair statement. To, I agree. I, 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 I boxed it in. I made it fair for me. Put it on. Put it on. Here's what I'll say. No, I, I like I like what I'm, you said. I, I think what you said it's not wrong. No. Here's what I'll say. Last year, at this point, Russell Wilson was the same. He was a shitty. His his got had him in higher than twenty three. But he but was healthy. He was, but he was healthy. But, was healthy. But, but last year he was shit sticks through it. Like oh my god, he was a top fucking eight, top seven pick last year. They were trying to make him a pocket passer. But hold on, but hold on. Let me go. Go ahead. I'm done. He was he was shit then, and then all of a sudden he went on this epic run. Obviously he was healthy. He didn't have that running issue, but. Can that happen again? I mean, is this the? He's the kind of player. I mean, he's a he's he's an epic athlete. Is is he just like kind of this? It's almost like Philip Rivers was in his first years, similar similarly to Wilson, where it's like basically he just sucked, and then all of a sudden the second half of the season is like, all right, fuck it, I I got it. I'm up to game speed. I've got this thing figured out. Do we? I mean, I well, don't think it's, that's going to happen. Rivers has got a good comparison because Rivers has no ability either. We're not, so, it's not about that. It's about fantasy points. What well, I'm talking uh, about is purely fantasy points. Okay, but if I you look at it, but you also got to look at it this way: what are the what are the weapons that they have around them, right? And the difference is that, like, for people think the weapons on Seattle are awesome. They're, they're better, wrong. Better they're than wrong. than Rivers ever had. Well, no, they're absolutely wrong. You know, who did Rivers have? Vincent yeah, Jackson, man. Antonio Gates. Sucks. Antonio Gates, no, no, amazing. No, no, no. So, but it was all yeah. built around. It was all again. I was. I've been. A, I've been a Philip Rivers owner ever since he came into the league. It was all smoke and mirrors. But it was just he made it happen because he had with Daniel and Tomlinson for a long time. Here's dump offs to the running back, and I can add all those extra points. But the fact of the matter is, since LT has retired and left, them, what we're talking about four years ago when he left, or went to the Jets, or is it five years ago now? He still. Remain fantasy relevant, and he rebuilt himself with nothing around him. So you now know it wasn't that it was the sum of the pieces that made the man. It was no, the man no, that made the sum of the pieces. And so this is where this this is always where it comes to. You know, Cutler has a good game, but did Cutler ever make anybody else better around him? No. Or did or was Cutler only good when he had good people around him? Well, I think Jordan Howard, much Jordan Howard made him look good in that game. Hell, right? A lot, huh? it's all, it's you're, a you're, you're, you're jumping all over. <laughs> I know, but no, 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 no. Holy fuck's sake. I've had multiple yeah, arguments yeah. at the end of a night. Amen, amen. Uh, Shut me up, please. Yes, thank you. Um, Seahawks, let's see. Let's see what happens. It's our last game. Thank God we get to shut this party down. You can play Christine Michael, you can play Jimmy Graham, and you can play Doug Mart or Doug Baldwin. All the other guys you really can't play. Tyler Lockett's falling off the face of the earth, and I don't even know how comfortable I am playing you know Russell Wilson. He could you know his range of outcomes is huge for this game. The problem is this offensive line and his lack of mobility and those two things together. Alright, here's what we'll say. Guys, I appreciate you so much. The Cubs playing game six. I know we know the outcome a bit, but we're not going to talk about it. 
Guns, 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 go. Go, guns, go. But we started recording the show. We went an hour and 40 minutes into it and it evaporated into the ether because some fucking slow disc fucking Apple Steve Jobs BS stuff happened and then we started again and we're two hours and 40 minutes into it and that's just what we do I appreciate you guys doing that I know I was frustrated for a moment there we pulled together I thought this was actually a better show than the first hour and a half we had in the previous one guys it's week nine and even if you are on the fringe even if you have like two or three losses don't stop. I've been in I've been in seasons so many times where I'm like, I'm out of it, I'm out of it. And then I sit there and at the end I was like, well, I and this is a while ago, but whoa, I was thought I was out of it and I was like, whoa, I was the last spot out and I wasn't even trying in my full gall. And I was like, fuck, all I had to do is really put it together and do it. That's early night early thousands. Don't stop. You can still Find a way in the next five, six weeks to make the cha- make the playoffs, and then once you make the playoffs, it's anybody's game. It's all about getting that last spot. The guy in my league started 4-0. You know what his record is right now? 4-4. Guy started 1-3. You know what his record is right now? 4-4. You want to know, last year when I won the championship, I was 2-6. and six. Let me say this. Two and six. That's weird. I got a check from Horace Green Prep for $1,200. I never even worked there. Dewey, what's going on? I told him 15 times, make it out to cash. (laughs) All right, we're done. Get your band rolled out. We're fired up. It's mine in week nine. Full time. Go Cubs go. Game seven tomorrow night. This is week nine for you guys. Fantasy football goo. Houdini. Stag party. It's so late. It's but. So, hold on. You told us to not let you talk anymore. No, I'm, I'm going to talk about the music. Though. Okay. And, 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 and. <laughs> so the bamboos are going to close us out. And it's if you are a fan of the Funky Meters, you have got to love this band. Because it's like a... Next generation reincarnation of the meters. Here's eel oil. Enjoy. We love you guys.
What, you want to learn something? Yes, I do. What, you want me to teach you something? You want to learn something? All right, here's a useful lesson for you. Give up. Just quit. Because in this life, you can't win. Yeah, you can try. But in the end, you're just going to lose big time because the world is run by the man. Who? The man. Oh, you don't know the man? Oh, well, he's everywhere. In the White House, down the hall, Miss Mullins. She's the man. And the man ruined the ozone. And he's burning down the Amazon. And he kidnapped Shamu and put her in a chlorine tank. Okay? And there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh, no. The man ruined that, too, with a little thing called MTV. So don't waste your time trying to make anything cool or pure or awesome because the man's just going to call you a fat, washed-up loser and crush your soul. So do yourselves a favor and just give up! Miss Mullins, you're the man. Thank you, Frankie. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.